guys and girls, and welcome to episode 126 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, we've actually stopped pushing the show live to Facebook now, and we're probably just going to upload whole episodes of the show to Facebook in future. So if Facebook is your platform of choice, it's just something to be aware of. But don't forget, you can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now, of course, it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's starting afresh, a new star on a brand new VR channel, but it's the same lovable rogue we know and love. It's now rebranded, say howdy to Rowdy, it's Rowdy VR. How you doing, dude? You yes, right? indeed, indeed. Yeah, indeed. I'm doing. I'm doing great, actually. It's uh, it, it was for me about time to like have a fresh start. Like uh, I, I did like a little uh, video explaining the reasoning behind it as well. But uh, basically, for me, it was the fact that um, I've done the channel now for roughly about five years, and in those five years, so many things have changed. Like I started out doing mobile VR headset reviews, which was a niche I think that nobody else was really uh, getting into. Uh, that was mostly the reason behind that. By the way, it's mostly the reason because I didn't have the money to buy like any other headset. Um, and then afterwards, I went into like you know more gameplay videos. I went into let's play videos. I did a, bit, a little bit of vlogging on the side. Uh, but it's come to a time that I think it's a good time to like specialize in something that I I like doing a lot and then that I think at least that I'm good at. Uh, so indeed, I started a new channel, starting completely afresh, and uh, the response so far has been great, and um, it's been awesome to have that as well. Yeah, it's, I think I think it's a smart move, especially you know because of the variety in content you know, and now you're narrowing down on a specific content like niche that maybe mm -hmm. it is wise to start afresh. So, um, yeah, you know, if, if you enjoy uh, Rowdy's gameplay videos, which are hilarious, then uh, go and check out his new channel, which is, of course, uh, Rowdy VR. Mm. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Well, next up, when he's not in VR and sharing his experiences with the world on YouTube, he's dodging global pandemics. It's our Frisian friend. This is, of course, Nathy. How you doing, dude? You are right. Well, officially, when it's Monday, then I can say that I do not have the virus. But for now, there's still a chance that I am infected. Can you, can <laughs> you infect us through the sound waves? Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Sometimes uh, it happens. Yeah, but you're feeling okay though, right? I am feeling fine, yeah. Although, if you, if you get too much into the news, then you're like, nah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I see yeah. some symptoms, oh... But uh, no, no, I'm I'm good. I think I'm 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 totally fine. You know. Yeah. Um, are you are you like famous in your local town now? But not for YouTube, but for the guy that survived. Yeah, know, yeah, survived the coronavirus. The exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Like in my country, no one has been you know um, diagnosed yet with, mm. with it. So so I could be the first. Yeah. I I can be famous. So if, if I want to become a Dutch influencer, this is my moment. Yeah, all you need to do is like ride around on your Super 73 and just cough on people. That's how you spread <laughs> well, it. The, the <laughs> thing is, like, honestly, if I'm going to wear a mask right now and I'm going to go to the supermarket, yeah. people are going to be like scared for sure. They, they, they will know, they will know straight away because the news has been like constantly, you know, uh, been talking about this virus that mm. it, it's going to... It's crazy happen. though. To, I mean, like from a pure scientific perspective, like... 
if you know how many people get killed every year by the influenza virus, which is, by the way, also uh, a respiratory virus, so it can be transmitted where, and nobody seems to care, even yeah. though we have like a, a flu vaccine available that everyone can take. Uh, it, like the, the amounts of thousands of people that get killed because of uh, uh, the swine flu, H H1N1, is, is enormously high and nobody seems to care about that. While then there's this, this virus that comes from China and everybody just like <laughs> loses their mind and freaks out. Well, we have like our own killers that are, are right here. Yeah. Well, well, welcome to the media of today. Yeah, yeah. Swift uh, int diddly in the chat says Nathan will be the start of the Walking Dead IRL. Good thing we've got saints and sinners to get us prepared. <laughs> so like yesterday on my on my new video because I've been recently to China and everyone's like super concerned about that. <laughs> so I was like, oh Nathan Rip, uh, he has Wu flu. <laughs> uh, I'm still alive. I'm still Good. alive. I, well, I know. Everyone's laughing, and I'm just, I'm horrible. I imagine everyone is, <laughs> and all of a sudden just flips to, like, all of us being skeletons, just laughing away in our chairs just as the ah, skin melts off of our faces. Oh. Yeah, but glad to hear that you're okay. Um, so next up, get your dancing shoes on and ready, because this guy loves nothing more than a dance-off in VR, pioneering the Oculus Quest dual-stream setup. It's VR streamer, Zimtok5. How you doing? I'm good, Mike. Yeah, good. Um... A little bit more sore this week than normal because we've been doing back-to-back -back Beat Saber, Autica, Dance Central, everything that uses muscles that normally don't get used. So um, that's been fun. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been a long, probably about a month's worth of kind of playing with uh, getting dual quest streaming working in that side-by-side mm. -side format. And finally, it's at a point where it's like, finally hit that acceptable quality level bar. There's some things we want to fix, but... Like my wife's audio, trying to figure out a way that I could get audio into her ears and my ears and capture it in a better way than we're currently using. But there's some very difficult technical challenges there. So I think we're kind of at the plateau now of now just have fun and play content. But it's great to have um, my wife kind of by my side again, because when we started off streaming, we did a lot of that stuff like blind driving in Euro Truck Simulator where I was blind and my wife would just give me instructions and be driving away and she'd be sitting in the seat next to me and we used to do a lot of shows together so it's nice to finally find a time that works and a format that works and uh, it's so cool to, to see again. you both do like you know I saw like the Beat Saber streams as well but it's so cool when you get like the timing just right and you have like uh, because um Wait, she's left-handed, right? Yeah, she's left-handed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you get this like symmetry kind of thing going on between you two because you're then on the on my left side and she is on my right side. So it looks really cool when you see that in symmetry, like how it then works. Yeah, <laughs> if you get she's, the timing just right. I, but she's I, she's beating me so bad. I mean, she's she's, she's so good at it. Legend though, like. beat saber. I I can't even get. I actually spend time like hanging out. Um, I spend time hanging out just uh, just trying to beat her scores. A good two hours and no, didn't even get close. Wow. I, I, I would like to invite everyone to check out like a stream from Zim, especially when he plays Skyrim VR. Like yesterday, <laughs> I tuned into his stream, super random, and I sometimes do when I when it's super late because Zim is like someone who's also like up really late, and I'm just yeah. working, and it's like mm, maybe I should just watch. And for some for some random reason, he was playing Skyrim. Now that on itself isn't super special in in in, in VR, but. Then he came, like, he, he was going to quit, but then suddenly he came to this guy who said, like, yeah. you know, I, I got something, you know, I got something behind this trap door, and, you know, I'm selling skooma. 
I'm like, well, what the heck is skooma, right? So I was Googling it. I came out like, you know, I ended up on the IKEA website. I don't know why, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Sam, just, just, just tell a chart what kind of like, he was playing some kind of quest or something. I don't it, know. It, it, it wasn't even, uh, so I was going in the direction of a quest and then I ran across this little like underground dungeon where they sell psychedelic drinks. And, <laughs> and then and then Nathan like was Googling at the same time and we're like finding this stuff. But like there, it was literally like this this underground den of like you pick a bay where everyone's like passed out, all these addicts like with bottles of skooma around. I'm like, the hell is this? And oh it was it was brilliant. It was really good. And then Nathan found this crazy video of someone had modded it with someone taking like 120 bottles of skooma and flying across yeah. the map. So <laughs> it was a very special yeah. Yeah. last evening. But you know yeah. why that, that even happened? I started off with Asgard's Wrath. <laughs> which, for whatever reason, didn't like my graphics card uh, this particular night, crashed OBS in the game three times in a row. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go play Skyrim. And uh, so we ended up playing Skyrim for the night instead. <laughs> you went on holiday. Yeah, it, it, it still uh, feels like a holiday to me. I love that. I love that game. So Nice. Nice. But I think you, you, you've completely nailed, you know, that dual stream setup. It looks so nice and no one else is doing it. So you really are, you know, when I call you a pioneer in that sense, I, I do really uh, genuinely mean it. So uh, congrats to you there. I think it's a really neat concept. So, uh, yeah, nice one. Also, we're not sponsored by Skuma. Just... <laughs> we should be. We Yet. Should be, though. Yeah. Yet. We, we, yeah. we are interested, for we're, sure. We're working on it. Yeah. By F-Reality Skuma flavored beer. <laughs> you know where to get hold of us. Contact at freality.tv. I'm just thinking, I don't know why, why, why are people so kicked up about this coronavirus? It's easy, right? It's a simple recipe to solve the coronavirus. Just add two slices of lemon. <laughs> or lime. <laughs> lime, even. Shit, I see. <laughs> yeah. I messed uh, it up. Corona's a beer, a popular beer. I think it is probably worldwide, right? I'd say worldwide. Isn't yeah. it? It's a Mexican beer, or yeah. it was originally, but now it's all <laughs> over. Nice. Now people want to drink it. Now they want to change now. their name, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, my name's Mike uh, from Virtual Reality Oasis, host of the show. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, some of the highlights include some epic sales numbers on how Oculus performed over the Christmas period, which is really interesting. Uh, GTA 5 a VR mod just got even better. We give you all the details about the new update. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, this time we've left plenty of space this week, so Nathan can tell us more about his trip to China, uh, so we can get an insight into what the VR market is like in Asia right now. Uh, sadly, we infectious. Climb, climb it's infectious short. right here. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Yeah. This is just going to be a theme of the show now, so apologies right. in advance. You know, I, I just hope this vi- this video goes viral after this. Oh. <laughs> nice one, Rowdy. Nice one. Um, so first up, let's start the show off with uh, what we played this week and a highlight of the week. And first up is you, then Rowdy. What did you uh, What did you get up to, dude? Yeah, I actually the only thing I played was. Um, uh, Saints and Sinners, so I, m- I made a video with that one, and like, like I mean, we talked about it last week, so I won't be talking about it too much, uh, but what I did do is I found a trainer online, um, so you could actually like use things like infinite stamina and infinite health and infinite ammo and whatever, and I found the game so much better when I had infinite stamina on, because oh like, God. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, like, pretty much die every 15 meters that I would run and get an asthma attack. So having that on just made the game so much better for me. Um, all the rest, I didn't really bother that much for it, except for when I was doing a recording. Um, but it's um, it's such a solid game. It feels, 
even better than I think uh, than I than when I tried it first time since I, I played a little bit more hours now. Haven't done that much of the story yet, but it's just so much fun to like mess around with everything because mm. again, like everything is so physical. You know, I, I saw like a post not that long ago, like you know, Saints and Sinners and Boneworks really shows that the, the future of virtual reality is with like physics kind of objects, and I do think that that is at least to a certain degree that is true um, because like it's so much more fun like. It, if, if someone looks at that and sees that, then they immediately get better what virtual reality is about. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, and you can grab that and you can like you do like physical reloading. You have the full body in there as well, which I think is is done really well actually in Saints and Sinners, that the way that they've done the, the full body. I have I don't think I've played another game where they've done it so well as there. Mm. Even though it's sometimes especially when I'm reloading, it's still like kind of goofs up a little bit. Do you do you mean um, about the uh, inverse kinematics or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the entire the entire body is there basically. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I do I do think that there's a, that there's a very nice thing how they how they've integrated that um, in there. Oh, it's fun uh, game. it's amazing how much like mainstream coverage it got. So we kind of get a taste of what you know is going to happen when Half Life drops. Mm. Um, although if you if you look at the Walking Dead one, it's it's because of its name that the media picks up on it for sure. Um, and also there's so much hype behind it. And then you have other mainstream websites who cover it. And then it's like a chain. It's like the popular opinion. If you don't cover it, then someone else will. But, and then it... but I also think because it's so visceral, like, you know, you if, like I recorded some clips and I, I think I'll post them later on this week where, you know, you you feel actually like you're you're running from a from a horde or running from mm. a zombie apocalypse, and yeah. you get that feeling like you know you're running and you see this. It looks really cool on the screen as well. You, you see the screen going, and then you you look behind and the screen pans behind you, and you see there's like that flock of zombies like running towards you. Go like shit shit shit! And you start running faster. You grab your knife out. You grab the first one. You stab yeah. it in the hat. You throw the knife to the other one. You pick up your gun. You start shooting, and that's really what like virtual reality is about i think because you can't do that kind of stuff really uh, as visceral as that in like a 2d game yeah, so yeah. i think that if, if you if you capture that right yeah then you a lot of people will immediately be convinced and be like oh, i want to try this one oh, yeah, i want to just get that feeling totally a converter uh, because it, yeah that, that emotion like when a game gets inside you in that way like that immersion yeah. it's yeah. scary and the tension really builds in that game slowly but it gets mm -hmm. to the point of like panic and there's not many games that get you to that point of like yeah. like terror and panic, and it does yeah. a great job of that. Plus, plus, if you if you look at the games that came out so far, not a lot of them had this spark of like, wow, if I watch this and I see a video of it, hmm, this is VR. Wow, this is interesting. I want to mm -hmm. check it out. Like most games, like same with Boneworks, it, it has a certain vibe to it when you watch it. It's like real, right? Mm -hmm. It feels real when you watch it. But most most titles. Don't have that, you know. But it's interesting. And that's that why it also sells so well, right? Mm -hmm. But it's if interesting that of those titles, all of those titles have been like released kind of like lately. You know, you have Asgard's yeah, Wrath, yeah. you have Stormland, you had um, uh, Boneworks, you have uh, now Saints and Sinners. So it's like we're seeing like a little bit of a shift to a more like mature kind of virtuality genre yeah. of, of gameplay, which I think is, is good because that's ultimately what people want. Yeah. yeah. 
And in, in terms of sales, like it's done really well on the Steam charts this week as well. So it's it's selling really well. Um, yeah. But maybe for people that don't know what a trainer is or where to find it, where can they sort of look this thing up? <laughs> DodgeSWebsite.com. Come on, tell me. Trainer. Uh, I, I, don't, I have to look. If you look up uh, Saints and Sinner Trainer, it's the first oh. linger thing that you get. Yeah. Uh, but a trainer is basically like, like a sort of like a cheat engine. Mm -hmm. So True. because the game is also... Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys probably all, all got that as well, but um, there's also like a, a, a developer version of it with like a debug menu. So the game is fairly moddable uh, in that kind of sense that it's fairly easy to like get like certain things in there uh, that make it easy to record mm -hmm. content with as well. Um, but there's a trainer already been made and I think I know the guy, he, he does it often. Um, and it works on Oculus as well because the debug menu only works on Steam, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this one actually works also wow. on um, uh, Fling Trainer. That's how it's called, Fling <laughs> nice. Trainer. It's nice. That's so yeah. old school trainer that reminds me of like GTA Pizza Trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like you said, oh. I, I can read out what you what you can get. Do they, do so they also it, it works with trainers. Sorry. It, it works with numpad keys, oh. uh, so you need to <laughs> activate the game, then activate the, the trainer. And then you have like numpad keys and each key has a certain cheat code to it. So numpad one is an infinite health, um, no poison, no maximum health drop is numpad two, then infinite stamina, uh, no hunger or no maximum, maximum stamina drop, infinite ammo, no reloading, infinite weapon durability. Very nice one as well. Uh, zombies can't grab you. So that's also nice. <laughs> and then uh, infinite resources is another one. Nice. nice. I feel like we've, 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 uh, Going back in time to like the '90s, back yeah. when you know cheat code <laughs> books and that were yeah. there. I still remember. Yeah, but that's the thing. There, there's no such thing really in place for like Oculus uh, to to do this kind of stuff, right? You can also. I've never had a game that was really necessary for either. You can also call like a like a hotline. Number. Yeah. yeah, we should set one up. The F Reality Hotline. Charge <laughs> them ten, ten, 10 bucks a minute. You know, to give okay. them uh, tips and advice. Yeah. And I do, I do think that like the developers <laughs> should include at least like a, a stamina mod for it. Yeah. Because I, I'm telling you, if there's a zombie horde chasing me. I'm not gonna catch my breath on the on the sideline after like running for like 15 meters. Like I'll be running until my feet like drop off. Like, yeah. like yeah. It, it would make it so much better yeah. if there was a stamina mod. Yeah, but again, there. they are not gonna do it because then the crafting system is 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 a total yeah. useless yeah. Uh, thing. But I, I get I don't it. Use it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that's why. Yeah. But yeah, Saints and Sinners have been doing great. So really good to, to yeah, see that it's uh, performing well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what about you then, Zim? What have you been playing this week? What's your highlight? Uh, I think you nailed it with the uh, Dan Central bit, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll cover off something I said last week I would install and run, um, which is, uh, so my highlight is really the Your Stat Tracker Calorie Tracker app. Ah, that, nice, you tried that, it. That, uh, just as a quick summary, mm -hmm. right, works as a kind of an overlay um, on any game that you play on the Quest, it's also available on desktop. So you can actually do, you know, get stat tracking in, across all your VR games. Uh, I haven't tried out the PC version, but doing, you know, obviously Beat Saber, Autica, uh, which was amazing, actually. I think the conversion is great. And Down Central, which I never actually got a chance to play, like, in depth. I'd, like, sampled it for maybe 15 minutes when it first landed and um, tried it at PAX last year. But this is the first time I actually got into it. And actually, I think it's very unique. Um, but that combination of like having a stat tracker that you can always see with a calorie count, an XP meter, which is how many calories you've burned, and it shows you like how much till the next level, 
And there's just the gamer part of me that's like, I got to get to level three. I got, and then you and then you lose track of it. And before you know it, you're level five and you're you've been playing for an hour so, and a half. So did you did you pair this with a hardware device as well? Like, uh, uh, like no. we talked about last time? No, you don't no, have to. Part, yeah, no, you don't know, have to. But, it's um, just the, but it, it, it still feels relatively accurate. Mm. This is the part where I go into the dodgy side of it. But um, your app is interesting because it will track you through everything, even like the Oculus browser and stuff like that. It picked up SLR Go. It picked up all these stuff, and it it shows you. <laughs> we, your... we detected two minutes of heavy wrist action. <laughs> <laughs> no, how Zim got to level five so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny no. because, like, for something like that, which is primarily a video watching app, right? Um, like the calorific meter is like zero. You know, it's like, and then so it was really interesting to see the comparison between that and like a Beat Saber or an Autica <laughs> or the Oculus web browser. Um, but it also was a bit like, oh, right, this is great. So stat tracking is fantastic, but it is watching all of your actions. You know, it's really funny. Um, but I, it, it's cool. It, it wasn't too difficult to install. A bit awkward the setup, actually. I wasn't expecting it. You had to, you had to, so I had to download Oculus TV because I had taken it off. I was like, I'm never going to use that. Um, you have to download <laughs> Oculus TV, go to a, um, uh, a channels tab, launch your, your has an app in front of you. And then it actually has a nice kind of display. The only thing that I thought thought was missing was any easy way to kind of stat track against friends. It wasn't obvious. There are leaderboards, but there wasn't an obvious way of like, these are my five friends. Mm. I want to stat track against my wife and, and go that way. So, but Dan Central, and the reason I picked it as the, as the kind of the highlight, um, is the multiplayer, which is in sync online multiplayer, uh, is amazing because you go to like a lounge, which is like a little club area, and um, there's a dancer in the middle or whatever, and it's not so intuitive. Um, like there were there were screens on the wall that said throw your phone, like take the the uh, GUI interface that you have, which is just represented like a cell phone or a mobile phone, and just chuck it, and you hurl that, and it's gonna add to an energy meter. I was like, what the hell? And my wife and I were like ten minutes not sure what what to do, and we eventually realized there was this ring, and you're supposed to throw, chuck your your phone. And so we're chucking our phones, which is kind of an abnormal thing to do. And then that goes, and then it, and then it presents a song, and it has you dance off against each other. And then there's something like the Nintendo Switch game Heave Ho, where you've got these like uh, snapshots where you have to strike a pose, and then strike another pose, and then strike another pose, and whoever does the pose first gets some points. But you can do that four-player synchronous multiplayer online is probably the best online Oculus Quest multiplayer experience I've ever had. Wow. And that's why I wanted to highlight it because it's ingenious. It gets you rocking. You can select what tracks you want to be playing and you interact even with the NPCs in that club. So ingenious. A little bit unintuitive when you first come across it, but if you have faith that you're going to be able to find the music, uh, it's great. You can customize your avatar. You can dance with your buddies. Uh, it's awesome. Really, really cool. It's, an, it's strange mm. that Oculus haven't shown off that four-player ability because I didn't even know that feature existed, yeah. which yeah, you would so have thought I, would be a killer feature, right? It, it absolutely is. And so I've, I've been trying to uh, chat up Cass and Cherry. I was like, come on, my wife and I want to take you down on the dance floor. We go head-to-head and see how yeah. it goes. So Cherry's we'll got see some moves as well, out. so you've got some competition there. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, uh, we'll see. Well, you can also challenge uh, me or uh, Rowdy or Mike. Uh, I bring you guys down. We should do I'm, it. I'm, I'm down, dude. I'm down. Oh. Uh, nice one, nice one. Yeah. So what about you then, Nathie? What have you been up to this week, dude? Yeah, so let, let's first go to the chat. Sure. Uh, so we have Watto UK, mm -hmm. who finally got to play The Walking Dead this week after the third time trying to install it. <laughs> Imagine how many gigabytes those are. That's wow. crazy. Oh. 
Impressive. Um, and then uh, he says, a neck injury kept me out of VR this week, but it is fine now. Oh, good to Looking hear. Looking forward to racing with Zim tomorrow. Oh, it's our big monthly race for any Assetto Corsa fans. Ooh, exciting. And then we have D1360, um, who played uh, the new Arizona free update on Quest. Nice. Uh, Megan Mason played Cave Digger, Beat Saber, and Pistol Whip. Uh, the, the free Cave Digger, um, you know, demo that you can play is really, really decent. Mm. So if you want to try it on Quest, check it out. It's It's very interesting. It's really um, extended beyond the original game as well. Yeah. There's like three or four different areas. Yeah, true. It's open world. You had one it's, mine, now you've got like yeah. four. It's an open world cave digger game now. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, and then we have Jamie, who uh, also played Saints and Sinners, a little late to the party, but having fun with it. Uh, Geek John played Drop Dead on Quest using social features to set up a local league. Uh, Copperfield uh, says not much but made time for some Beat Saber and Hyper Dash uh, Johnny Wells <laughs> uh, I played dead until all the washing up was done <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least Dave the Psycho nothing major Walking Dead Asgard's Wrath and Audica on Quest mm. yes. nothing major nice. <laughs> yeah that's pretty major I would say um so I, I didn't play that much, um, but there is one uh, uh, demo that I can highlight that is also free on uh, the Oculus Quest. It's a web VR experience. I'm not sure if any of you have uh, dove into the browser, but the, the Oculus browser has games too that you can play that run through the internet. It's like you, you dive from VR into another deeper rabbit hole called the, the internet and then in there, you can also play games. I think that's that's an awesome concept that works really well. Um, and there is one that is not highlighted on the browser itself because Oculus is pushing some web VR experiences on there that just you know show up. But there is one that they did not uh, highlight, and that's a Spider-Man demo where you can just soar through the through the city, and that's that's about it. You can collect some crystals or something as a challenge but besides that it's it's more of a demo to show that you know you can build something put it in the browser and let people access it through vr by using the quest um and that's, that's mind melting though i have to say like for anyone who's not tried um moon rider or Se- uh, sound boxer no what's that mm-hmm. called sound yeah sound boxing one yeah sound boxing i think uh, uh but yeah the the fact that they run with no discernible latency, yeah. straight from the Oculus browser, just launches a game full screen. Is like that's mind blowing the first time you do it. There's a great one as well. I don't know if you played it, Nathy, where all you have is just it's called Make It Rain. You just have like five hundred dollar bills, and you just spray money, <laughs> and like spraying money like it's a snow globe, your own personal snow globe, and uh, fortune. That's great. I think the amazing thing about that is that you don't have to download anything. You, the no. game just runs instantly just in your browser, which yeah. is amazing, really. And I think um, we're actually going to talk about this potentially next week as a main topic as well and delve into it a little deeper. But it's cool yeah. that you had a good experience because I haven't tried it myself yet. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think when, when the Quest launched, I also tried some uh, some, some experiences. But I, I think there there is way more than meets the eye because this Spider-Man one that I tried... Um, Someone shared it on Reddit, and that's how I got to know about it. Um, so if you want to uh, get into that, uh, it's very simple. You go to your Oculus browser, you hit up Google, 
And then in the search bar, you type in spiderman.webvr.link. And then you just hit enter. And then you can just, you know, uh, dive in. So th- that's it. And it's webvr. That's funny, right? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, will, I will also drop it in the chat for, for folks. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's about it. Nice. Nice little recommendation for sure. And like you said, you don't have to download anything. You can just be jumping no. into it really easily and quickly. Yes. So. And it's free. It's and free. it's free, which is even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my highlight this week, uh, I played a few bits and pieces, but my highlight for sure was definitely uh, having the opportunity to visit Endreams. Uh, they're ah, yeah. um, a development studio in the UK. They're currently uh, developing Co- uh, Phantom Cover Ops, uh, which is going to be an Oculus uh, exclusive title for both Rift, Rift S and Quest. Um, if you've not heard of Phantom before, I'll give you a little bit of an overview of it. Uh, it's a stealth military first person shooter in VR in a kayak <laughs> and I think I think whenever you hear that pitch uh, first you're like in a kayak like what this sounds nuts um, but yeah it, it's, they've got this really crazy unique concept uh, but it's a really nice fun concept for a VR game and what I actually learned whilst I was visiting them was that this military kayak unit does actually exist in real life um, there's uh, the SBS uh, in the UK, which is the Special Boat Service, and they're kind of like. <laughs> sorry, it, it sounds I'm sorry. It sounds crazy. I'm sorry. I know. Sorry. Yes, Jim. They're going to come to your house wait, right now. Yeah. You don't wanna, wait, wait, wait. You don't want to mess with these guys. So, Do you so live I, near a water? Yeah. So Unfortunately, this, yes, near a canal. It's it's famous in Edinburgh. There's a canal, that, so yes, they could they could totally hit me. So this is this is You're how screwed. you are going to defend as a country in the end when you know you get invaded. You have all these kayaks and exactly <laughs> exactly. You can yeah, have faith they, in these don't guys. Don't count on Europe to come and help you out. No. no. <laughs> oh, too soon. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, the SBS. They're actually like. Um, they're not as well known or as famous as the SAS, uh, who are like the special air service, oh, yeah. but the SBS are the special boat <laughs> not service. Any, not anywhere near as famous, not anywhere near no, as famous. But, but they're equally as badass. Um, and they actually use kayaks and these tactics to infiltrate um, enemy strongholds <laughs> by the water, because when you do it by water, it's super quiet. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I, when, I, when I went to the studio, I learned about like the special boat service and like these these special units that are actually using kayaks and uh, they told me about the design idea behind Phantom and it was like the lead uh, art director there he had the concept and idea of like he wanted to make a first person military shooter because that's a genre that's very popular and you know has wide broad appeal Um, but they didn't want to do a traditional one because of the complications with movement in VR and that's how he came up with this concept of having a kayak and then he kind of pitched it internally and then obviously they ended up showing that to oculus who ended up funding the title because it is an oculus exclusive title but basically it's a seated experience you've got like a paddle and then you've got your armaments like weapons and gadgets like stashed around your kayak so you've got like a silenced pistol you've got like a silenced scope um sniper rifle you've also got like an mp5 on your back Mm. so things do get a bit crazy and you get spotted and starts the the shot starts firing then you can start uh you know shooting back and shoot your way out um and night vision goggles and some other bits and pieces as well The cool part about this game is that you can just decide how you want to play it. You can play it loud, you can play it silent, and you have also different ways to go. Yes. It's not open world, but it's 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 giving you different opportunities to play around with, 
you know what you got. Yeah, absolutely. So it's got variety in the gameplay that that would reward you for going back and playing it again in a different style or checking out different routes because yeah. I don't want to give... achievements, I think, right? Exactly, yeah. So you get awarded with a play style and little badges, although it could change before release, um, depending on your play style, uh, the way you played it through that that, that level. Um but yeah, like uh, Nathan and I, is actually, have, we've actually played this before. We played a, a very early quest build, maybe about eight months ago, I think. Yeah, and it's like a long time ago. It was ago. a while I ago. like back then that it was going to launch. Yeah, I, I felt the same way as well. Um, and even even when I was at E3, they were, you could try it everywhere. They had so many quests and most of the demos were all, you know, their their title. And and that's that's what I wanted to ask you. Like that's that's the main question. Where the heck is this game? Yeah. It, could have, it, 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 it should have launched last year. Yeah, on the quest, maybe a few months when, when after it launched, I don't know. But so, so I can tell you they're still working on it. Um, I don't have any details on a release yet. Um, but they really are sort of still adding bits to the game. You know, really polishing out because they do really, and I, and I feel the same way. I do think they've got like a real special and unique concept here that we haven't seen in VR before. Mm. That 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 deserves that extra time in the oven. When it comes out, um, mm-hmm. but the one thing that I, I was... played it on the quest as well. Not, oh, you, uh, you... I mean, I played it not that long ago. Okay, um, but it's probably the same build as what you guys have. Yeah, but, um, I had a friend of mine who was not very, um, how would I say it, like uh, used to virtual reality already, mm-hmm. and uh, she tried that one out as well, and uh, she actually really liked it yeah. because you know mm-hmm. you have that that feeling of sitting down, so like motion sickness is not really. That kind of thing and she really felt like she was in that you know that that kayak and like she was like going like this the entire time like oh i need to go back a little yeah. bit so it actually steers really like a, like a kayak as well which is kind of cool yeah exactly like the movement is exactly what you'd expect it to feel like and yeah. uh, you know you don't have any strafing or anything like that so like you say it's a seated experience everything is mainly happening in front of you so it's very comfortable to play and which is important for newcomers mm-hmm. um, but it is a first person shooter as well which is Nice. Um, But the one thing I was super intrigued about was that the dev team recently uh, released a a trailer for the Rift version, and it looked way, way better, like graphically in the the trailer, Mm. which got me excited. Mm. So I actually got to play the game on Rift for the first time. And I can say, like, it doesn't disappoint in terms of the way it looks on Rift, which I was really happy with, because we've had games in the past, like uh, Journey for Gods, for example, and um, Mm. what was the the racing game from Alzi Studios? Um, Oh, with Deathlap? Deathlap, for example, where the game was, like, developed on Quest, and then that build was just basically ported over to the PC version without Mm. any upscaling Mm. or, you know, using higher res textures. Or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. really, like End Dreams have, have gone to town on on the the Rift version of Phantom, and because mm. like you know most of the game is set at night, you know you've got these spotlights looking for you, enemy torches. They can really make the lighting look gorgeous on PC, and mm. when you see that lighting being reflected on the ripples of the water surface, it really does uh, look amazing. So I'm really happy that the the Rift version wasn't kind of neglected and Rift owners are going to get that extra little bonus of having that graphical fidelity. It's it's nice to see that they uh, care so much about the PC VR uh, aspect too, because there are enough developers that are like, you know, I made my Quest version. Here's uh, the Quest version on PC. Have fun. I don't care because, you know, that's where the sales are. Um, yeah, no, it's it's very. Uh, I'm I'm very curious about it. Um, and like, did you also like see anything new? Because I mean, as you said, like eight months ago. Yeah, that's like a long, it's like a long ass time. Um. So so I would say, 
I, I've seen some new stuff um, and a, lo- a lot of the core stuff has been really refined. That's what I would say without giving too much details away. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for the game. Obviously, we don't have a release uh, window just yet. Uh, but if you want to see some behind the scenes stuff, which I'd really recommend because they're a super passionate team and they've got some really unique ideas and sort of it explains a lot of the, the rationale behind their decision making. Um, they're doing a lot of dev uh, interviews and behind the scenes stuff on Twitter and Facebook. So go and check out uh, what they're up to over there. But it was really nice, as always, to get a kind of peek behind the curtain and see how these things actually come to life. It's, it's incredible, really, how games even get made. Mm-hmm. It blows Do we have mind. a release date, actually? No, no release date yet. Mm-hmm. No. Unfortunately. Well, I'm ready for when it comes out. Yeah. I've done this already before for the National Geographic experience, but if you have yourself a proper kayaking experience, oh. I've got this is the PSVR one. I grabbed the wrong one in the rush, but um, wow. there's actually two of these. If you use a Beat Saber, uh, like Mall Saber, from ProTube, yeah, it works really I'd, I'd well. I'd love you. I'd love for you to play with that and then like freak out when you need to go and get your gun. Exactly, <laughs> that's, that's the only limitation I would say of that thing is going to really hamper your, your gun handling skills. But uh, but yeah, it is what it is. But that is uh, but dude, Phantom, and that was like my highlight of the week this week. National um, Geographic, by the way, underappreciated experience. Definitely. Totally give it a try. Yeah. I know yeah. it sounds boring, like National Geographic, in a way where it's like, how can this be VR? But yeah. seriously, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised. That's what I used that for. And it was beautiful. Because all you were doing was right. every so often taking a photo of like a penguin that looked just a little bit like, I don't know, Briggs of Tears or something, sitting there on a melting ice yeah. block. And you're like, oh, take a picture before it goes under. Um, and then you'd paddle a little bit, you know, to the ice mount. And then you'd get your pickaxes out. It worked really well. Like having a peripheral in any VR game, that's true. maximizes yeah, the yeah. immersion. That's true. I know Mike's gone through that experience like nobody else, and it's like once you step through, like having the the doohickey, um, yeah. the aim controller, a paddle, whatever it is, right, a driving yeah. wheel, uh, it just makes it. And the trouble is, you end up with that that you know fella who bought too many Wii controllers. Uh, because you just have so many peripherals sitting around. You're surrounded by plastic crap. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's weird, though. Like, National Geographic has been made by Farcefield Entertainment, who also made Time Stall and uh, the Anne Frank uh, uh, VR experience. All of them are like hidden gems. It's like mm. the studio only knows how to make things that no one knows exist. Because Time Stall didn't have much, you know, marketing either behind it. Yeah. So. Uh, Time stall, you mean? Yeah, Time yeah. Zim Zim Amazing. picked that up when when you were yeah. away um, on the show. They've got a they've got a they've got a three dimensional pizza creator. Of course, yeah, it's I amazing. Know. It's, it's, you it's can a just sweet game. phone a number and you get pizza through a hole. I mean, who, who <laughs> yeah. doesn't want? I and, want that and, now. And the pizza has physics too, by the way. Yeah. Pizza physics pizza are amazing. Physics. <laughs> Also, like you, you, you sparked, uh, you reminded me about something, Tim, when you mentioned penguin, uh, because on last week's show we, we asked the question: How oh, many yeah, penguins yeah. can we fit in a, in, a, in a Valve Index? And it turns out it is only one, sadly, but it fits perfectly. So, one? if you want a chocolatey snack, that is a yeah. That I, it just reminded me of how large the penguin bar actually yeah. is, because I knew it was thick, but it's actually got more geometry to it than. And, I was and also, like how underrated they are, like they're incredible. Like I, I blitzed that packet in like a couple of days. Hang on. Okay. Do, maybe you, maybe we should leave the this hey, for the, the next podcast. Hey, <laughs> feeling hungry? Yeah. Feel hungry? No, no, no. Hang on. You, I need to share that. This is the most important thing that my first girlfriend ever taught me how to do, wow. which is a oh, penguin okay. orgasm. Okay, now it gets interesting. Now, a penguin orgasm is not what you think. It's not sexual in any way, but it tastes sexual. And I'll tell you why. So penguin orgasm. Mike, do you have a penguin bar? Are you done with them? Um, I've eaten them all. You're done. So penguin bar is a little rectangular shaped thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to desperately make a triangle here. Or... Uh, 
uh, rectangle. So what you do is you nip with your, with your teeth, you bite off the corners on both ends, you get a mug of hot chocolate, you dip it in the side, <laughs> you, you draw the uh, liquid up through the biscuity bar, and then you pop it in your mouth right as it touches your tongue. That is orgasmic experience. That is a penguin orgasm. Amazing. Wow. Wow. So there you go. You know, this isn't just about VR. You learn genuine life skills on this show. You know, that's it. Thank you for that's that. It. Thank you Again, if, if they you want know to sponsor that my mom listens to this podcast. Well, she's going to have a penguin <laughs> orgasm this week. So enjoy Rowdy's mum. Right. Let's get into the news then. Because uh, we've got to give uh, Nathy some time. We promised him last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right. So, first bit of news this week, bit of quick news, this is. Uh, it's about a friend of the show, PSVR Frank. You remember that guy? Uh, it's the Frank Show, what? The Frank Show, the Frank come show, on. The Frank Show, come on. You remember him? <laughs> he was actually one of the original hosts of this podcast b- yeah, before right. it was called F-Reality. When it was called VR Inside Podcast, he was one of the very first hosts of the show. And if you <laughs> yes. dig around my it's... YouTube channel, um, I've got a playlist of all the old episodes. You can go back to right to the very first episode. Go check it out when Frank's on there. Um, that, and that episode is worth a watch because the ending of it is... <laughs> Beyond spectacular. I don't think that. I think it was the pilot, though, wasn't it? That where was, the second oh, okay. episode, was it the pilot version? Yeah, I think it was, so. To get to yeah. to explain what happened, the pilot version. So the one before that's on my channel. We did like a test, the four of us all recording, and because it was like really early, it was a different time, and it was really early in Frank's time. Uh, he literally rolled out of bed, was like smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and talking on the show, and then he didn't say good morning to his girlfriend, who is his now wife. Um, now and she burst into the room and screamed at him like what what are you doing he didn't even come and say good morning to me you jerk and then he was like sorry guys i have to go and just like cut the stream but it was like the most dramatic thing ever which was great for like a pilot episode it's a shame that it's kind of frank, lost so basically what it comes down to frank made us famous yeah that was our start <laughs> of like yeah. you know a successful yeah. podcast um, but if you don't know we didn't you know follow psvr frank he had a you know a well-established psvr youtube channel he ended up sort of quitting that and then going and joining first contact entertainment which are the devs behind the excellent firewall zero hour and the upcoming shooter called Solaris um, but this week uh, you know Frank's been working there for a while but this week Frank announced the start of a brand new channel in collaboration with First Contact Entertainment that will deliver weekly gaming news and information and this covers the whole industry not just VR news um, so if you want to support Frank and you want your sort of weekly fix of news from the gaming industry check out the new show which is simply called The Gaming Show on YouTube um, so yeah, shout out the to Frank. Show. The game show. The game, the show. game show. Sorry, and apologies. it's on. It's on his channel, so it's not like a separate thing. Oh no, it is a separate thing. Oh, it is a separate. Is sorry. A separate, yeah, yeah. yeah, he he just did a he just did a, like a little plug for it on his channel. Oh, yeah, I see. So I see. You can Let go and check it. them out to find the link. But uh, yeah, I just want to wish him the best of luck uh, with the project, and uh, yeah, I'll be following his uh, his news over the coming weeks. Well, it's it's funny because like when you when you ran into Frank, I mean, he's just such a he's such a well informed fella with a great opinion. Like he's great to meet in person. If anyone gets an opportunity, um, he's North America based, but um, as you said, since he went into First Contact, he kind of went off the radar a little bit. And it's very nice to see Frank come back because he's a very um, charismatic gentleman. And uh, you know what can I say? Yeah, danced yeah. to his intro. Yeah, he's got yeah. A, a unique personality yeah. and character. I, I, that... I think this guy's made to bring like VR news. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he was one of the first ones to actually do it on YouTube. Since there's like quite a few yeah. like VR news channels now. Yeah, he was OG. Frank oh. was the first one to do it like and to do like maintain doing it as well. Because I think that's like the, the big thing. Because yeah. he 
Like he made so many news episodes. Uh, yeah. It was impressive. Yeah, oh, he's he very dominated creative. PSVR news for a good year and a, and a half, I'd say, uh, and did it carry with with character. And that's the most important thing in my book is he did it. It wasn't just flatline Frank; it was fucking PSVR Frank. Oh. Well, talking about dominating, he's going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, wish him the best of luck. So uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing more from the game show in the future. Um, so let's get into some VR news then. First bit of VR news this week came from Mark Zuckerberg himself when he gave us a bit of him, uh, an insight into how well Oculus did over the Christmas period. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he posted on Facebook the quarterly community update and business results in a Facebook post. Uh, and the most interesting thing for me about the post, obviously it covers a lot of Facebook stuff, you know, other sort of applications that they do as well, like WhatsApp and the rest of it, uh, was the details that they shared about VR and AR. And this is what he said. Uh, we hit a real milestone for virtual reality with Quest. Sales are stronger than we expected and people are buying and engaging with more content than we had expected too. On Christmas Day, people bought almost $5 million worth of content in the Oculus Store. That's an outlier day, but still, this is real volume by any measure and it shows the progress this ecosystem is making. So $5 million US dollars content sales across the Oculus platform on Christmas Day. That's pretty incredible, right? I, I, I would like to see like... Um like a distribution of that, like which, cause you know, with these kind of things, that's often like, mm -hmm. you know, the Pareto principle, like, you know, an 80, 20 principle. So like 80% of that 5 million, mm -hmm. right? 5 million will likely come from like 20% of what is actually there. So there's actually probably like a few titles that make like, or a few hardware things that make like a lot of money. And then all the rest is kind of like a bit like shoved aside that it oh. is like, the, the, the latter 20%. Oh, the, so the I would like to see like a distribution of like, what is it that actually pushed it to that number? Well, the, the thing you're mentioning here, like Palmer Lucky jumped onto like the chat while the Zuck was, you know, posting it. So there was already like some discussion going on about that. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, like, you know, I know that Superhot did really well because they released some numbers, didn't they? Um, we, which we mentioned yeah. on the show a few yeah. weeks back about they did really well over the Christmas period. But again, you know, like Beat Saber likely did super well, Vader Immortal. But is it is Mars. it only software or is it also, um, for example, Oculus Quest? Um, so, you no, know, it's just software across Quest and Rift platforms. Okay. Um, but, you know, just to give you a sort of, uh, you know, some, some perspective, like it took two weeks uh, for them to hit 5 million content sales um, when after the Rift S and the Quest both launched. So it took them two weeks mm -hmm. after launch, whereas on Christmas Day they smashed it in one day. So pretty one incredible, yeah, uh, really. Um, alongside VR, they did briefly mention AR. Uh, and they just sort of said that on the AR side, we're working on the long-term hardware on operating systems. So, you know, they're developing it, which is no, uh, you know, real surprise. They mentioned it at OC6 as well, that, you know, AR is exactly. a big part of their long-term strategy. Um, and they also said, you know, just to kind of summarize a bit about AR and VR, they said the defining characteristic of AR and VR is that they deliver a sense of presence, like you're right there with another person or in another place. This is the holy grail of social experiences, and it's going to let us build things we've only dreamed of for the last 15 years, like letting people interact as if they're in person together, no matter where they are, or letting people live wherever they want and hologram into work so they can access opportunities anywhere and don't have to move to a city or another country to do a job. Which I thought was kind of an interesting way of summing it up. <laughs> which works perfectly with your t-shirt, Defy Distance. Yeah. And, <laughs> and actually, again, for me, it was that, that little flip in the switch in the brain. When you, when you hit immersion, right? When you hit immersion or immersion hits you, 
like it was for me on a dance floor this week with my wife. And it was it was like, wow, this is exactly like I used to be in this like seedy nun- London nightclub with my wife like hanging out. And now I'm doing it in VR, like, and it was the weirdest thing. It's like, we're not actually in a club, but I feel like I am. And she's dancing and I feel like dancing and it's just mm-hmm. like, it's nice. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't wait till the world, you know, that becomes a fundamental piece of our existence. Yeah. Yeah. Walking into a nightclub and busting out some epic shapes, yeah. you know, and showing the world yeah. your epic shapes. Like that's going to be. <laughs> oh God, walking amazing. into a nightclub where they're only playing O shape, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> but yeah, this T-shirt that I'm wearing to fly distance, I actually got this when I visited uh, the Facebook campus because they've got like a little shop there where you can buy Facebook merch. And they also had like a little section in the back for Oculus merch. And I thought, well, there's an, an opportunity here to get some rare, rare t-shirts. So this was one of the ones that I bought. Yeah. But Defy Distance isn't a tagline that they've used that much. It's normally Defy Reality, which you guys kindly uh, mentioned before we went live. Um, but yeah, I think this is a tagline that I'll probably use when Horizon drops, you know, Defy Distance. Likely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And then when Half-Life uh, drops, the time is now. Yeah. So uh, that is some uh, epic numbers from Oculus in terms of sales over the Christmas period. So next bit of news, this is more sort of rumours than news. So take everything I'm about to say for the next five minutes with a pinch of salt. And I know that Nathy loves it when I talk talk rumours. I'm calling it it right now. Yeah, (laughs) you think so? Um, And this is about Resident Evil 8. Um, So the rumour is uh, there's some information going around the web right now about Resident Evil 8 that is apparently in the works and will have support again for the PSVR system. Now, like I said, we're not sure at this point if it's going to be on the next-gen console and maybe a launch title or maybe they launch something PSVR-related on the next-gen console. We don't know. Or it's going to be original PS4 or it's going to be cross-compatible with both. We just don't know. Uh, And again, take all this with a pinch of salt. But since Resident Evil 7, which has been uh, three years now, since it released on PSVR. Amazing how quickly that time's gone by. And we were all convinced as well back then that it was going to come to PC VR, which of course the Pancake game did, but it never got VR support. Which Even was, even Jason Rubin thought that he was able to get it to PC. Yeah. Didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Didn't happen, nope. which was yeah. gutting. And I had to sort of cave in in the end and kindly Nathy gave me a PSVR and I got to experience it for myself. So thank you for showing me the way, Nathy. Showing you the true horrors of Resident (laughs) Evil 7. I haven't been able to sleep properly since. Thank (laughs) you for that. Thank you, Nathy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like Resident Evil 7 was the last game, like, you know, in the series that they made. Of course, they've been making remakes uh, of the older games, the classic games, you know, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I loved... Resident Evil 2 remake. It was one of my favorite oh, yeah. pancake games of last year. Mm. Very excited for Resident Evil 3 remake as well, which is coming out later this year. Um, but these rumors about Resident Evil 8, we've got some snippets of information about the main character and location, which kind of gives it some credibility. But again, uh, you know, just take it with a pinch of salt. So this information was supposedly leaked to a Resident Evil fan site called Biohazard Declassified. And here mm. are the details that they provided. So the first rumor is that Ethan, the main protagonist from the original um, Resident Evil 7, will be returning as a playable character in Resident Evil 8. Mm. So that's the first rumor. Um, The second rumor is that it won't be called Resident Evil 8, but will have a clever title, in inverted commas, a clever title. (laughs) So who knows what that means? (laughs) This, this feels like we're playing werewolves within, you know, where they're like, yeah, what's, not what's a lie? The facts. What's, is, is, what's is, fact? Is it going to be as clever as the PlayStation 5 logo? Could well be. Could well be. Surprise everyone. Impressive. Yeah. Wow. Instead of eight, it's just going to be V-I-I-I. 
Maybe. Maybe. Um, the game will be in first person, like Resident Evil 7, suggesting that VR will also be supported again. Um, apparently the gameplay starts in a village, leading up to the castle, uh, leading up to a castle, and the environment will be rural, snowy, and mountainous, possibly in oh, Europe. That sounds horrible. Which is giving me, which is giving me Resident Evil 4 vibes. <laughs> because I was going to say 5 on the description of the village, because there was that fella in the bell tower who had a chainsaw that came at you. That was 4, wasn't five it? Was f- uh, Maybe they could do. Gonna have to go- I'm going to have to Google. They did have guys <laughs> with chainsaws in 5 as well, I think. I've played them all, but they all become sort of merge into one. Um, but yeah, regular zombies will be appearing instead of the molded kind of uh, swampy zombies from Resident Evil 7, which I'm happy with because I wasn't a big fan of that that enemy design, to be honest. Yeah, I just, four. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it was. Okay. Uh, I just like my, my, my zombies regular. You know, I don't want them messed with. <laughs> regular? Regular. You like them, you like them regular. Regular. It's, or you take your sandwich, you know. Exactly. Don't you, mess you with like them. You like them petite. <laughs> Yeah, I would love a I would love a Resident Evil Eight in VR. Um, I don't mind if it's still restrained to the same platform. Yeah. Um, just because Resident Evil sold so many PSVR systems, exactly, and and, and, and they deserve the support. And actually, now uh, because Oculus has been gaining strength with the Quest and and that, like it, we don't just have a monopoly. But we have two like real big VR platforms, and I would love to see both strengthen. So. Yeah, Resident Evil, but I, I do want to see what the PSVR 2 We need uh, it. We need it is, desperately right, right now, I think. I still think it's going to be, I think Nadine and I were chatting about this yesterday, uh, wireless. Yeah. You know, I think, it's, I think it's going to be a tetherless, rechargeable headset that you just pick off of oh. a dock and throw it on your head. Oh, so you can go to Europe, go to this snowy place, and then play it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But those two over here, they need a visa for that. I do know. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a problem. But hey, Mike just mentioned that they use kayaks to travel around. Exactly. So. I got my military kayak all prepared for my doomsday prep now. It's <laughs> not again. I almost died the last time. Yeah. Um, so, right. Rumor seven. There is a persistent, shadowy female enemy that will follow you but will not dissipate if shot. Oh, no. Is it going to oh, be like a, an enemy like you you saw in, in Fear? You know, like uh, maybe. Little... Alma. Yeah. Alma. Like, actually, like, Chad was I just s- talking about Fear earlier. Oh. Like, is there a Fear VR game? Oh. And I don't think there's been a Fear mod or anything. Fear, that's a long time ago. Mm. I, I just get, like, flashbacks to that Resident Evil 7 mother with, like, you know, the, the spider kind of like... Oh, oh God, yeah. Oh, that was horrible. Nice. <laughs> that was horrible. It was the way she moved. It was it was hideous. Um, <laughs> like the first the first time you like peek into the tunnel and you just like, oh. <laughs> actually, Gamertag and I came across something like that in the forest. Uh, a real oh, kind yeah. of spindly, spidery, yeah. horrible, you know, milky white skin type thing. That's horrible. Well, my type. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looked your, a lot like you type? actually, Rowdy. It did look like you. That's like your regular type. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, rumor number eight, there are also going to be wolf-like creatures that will attack the player in certain areas. And number nine, which is the final rumor, is that Chris Redfield will be returning in some capacity. Oh, wow. So, now that's a real rumor right there. Yeah. Like, but some, like, you know, these rumors, they're kind of pretty generic, nothing too surprising. So could all be speculation at this point, but it's but exciting is, nevertheless. Sorry, is Chris, is he the blonde-haired, like, cop guy who's out of the k-pop band no no no, no. He's, he's got like dark hair dark, dark hair, hair. Yeah. what a description um like but he, uh, he's like i know exactly who that's in dark hair. Yeah. now not a oh, real yeah not a real yeah, he looks like mike with hair without a beard oh 
Well, that explains but a lot. Mike buff. with hair without buff. a beard. I like that, yeah. <laughs> so, the word buff, and he like, talked about me, so I'm going to take that. That's it, that's it. So do you think they, let, let's say if they would bring it to uh, the PlayStation VR 2, and I'm sure they will, I, I really believe so, because, you know, it sold so many copies mm. for, for VR standards, a lot. Um, and um, in like the one that you can play now, Resident Evil 7, you know, Biohazard, um, it's... Like you played with a with a gamepad, you know, yep. with a controller, and even then it was still like super fun to play, impressive even. But let's say the next one drops, are they going the motion controller route? I think so. I think they have to. Um, and I think for a, a launch of a new console, I think this is a, a great big hit for them. And I think even Upload did an article saying, you know, this is kind of what they need coming out of the gates, really strong with some great titles you know that you can only get on that platform and like you said you know about the competition with oculus to- makes total sense um so i would be I disappointed if it doesn't since, happen since i mean like competition for oculus but at the same time there's resident evil games and the resident evil 7 didn't hit the vr store so even if you had an oculus or you wanted to play it you wouldn't be able to play it so like just bringing it out on 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 playstation and bringing it out for the playstation vr then as well People who want to play it will still buy it and play it on the PlayStation VR, even if it's uh, if there's no new version. And so. on that point, I got this. This spawns an idea in my head. Like, why is there not an emulator for PSVR for PC VR games? It's probably like, why really hasn't hard. coders, yeah. please, yeah, work <laughs> please make it please. happen, please, yeah. now. But, no, but they, they they know with these kind of like I think like Sony, if if they they start with the PlayStation VR too, like. Content-wise, they're so strong. Even Facebook will have a hard time competing with mm. them because they're like, if you if you look at the last few years, how they have been publishing titles, it's freaking crazy. Like Facebook didn't even come close with the titles they made. They made some s- cool stuff, okay, but compared to Sony, it's a different that's ball what I'm game. Saying. I would find it strange if they would change now because they know they already have the market. I I, I don't think they're ah. gonna come out with a PSVR anytime soon. As, don't uh, you don't so. think they'll bring a second generation one out anytime soon? Is that what you're saying? D- this so. year, yeah. No. Well, we, we already know that the original PSVR sure will be backwards compatible, of course. So maybe they'll just stick yeah. with that. But I, I think, I think really the PSVR needs a refresh. We've been saying I this agree. for a long time. I agree, now. but I don't think they're going to do it because uh, they don't need to. Interesting. Mm. At interesting. this point, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, because like I mean, to be honest, they've uh, they've made the move controllers work a lot longer than I was expecting. They could definitely make the PSVR mm. continue to work better. I just well, would love that, to see a hardware refresh. That, let's it. say that if they, instead of doing a, a new PSVR headset, they would only bring out new controllers. I think people would be... I would be happy with that. with that. Yeah, I'd be no, happy with that. that new tracking system. Why, why? That, that would be a shame for the new hardware you put into a console, I True. think. But Especially, yeah, I don't know. It's already could, old hardware that is in there. I I, yeah. I think they will maybe not at launch, but very soon after, I think we'll see a PSVR two. I think so. <laughs> Can imagine like we're waiting, and then they are finally going to reveal something, and it's like new, you know, these these VR controllers with like new lights on them, a different mm. color, yeah. blinking. I, I'd love for it to happen, <laughs> but I'm I'm very I'm very doubtful on it. On I would it. love to see the rage in chat as they unveil 
the PSVR 2 and it's still using the move controller. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no. Even I, I would cry. Yeah, I, I know cry. I'm a huge defender of them, but it would be like... There's no it would way. Be There's no way they would do that. Stake to the heart. There's, no, no way. We'll, we'll speak to Uncle Frank, make sure he gets the message across. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is um, some rumours about Resident uh, Evil 8. Whether it comes out or not, I think it would be a great launch tile for their new hardware yeah. if they sure. brought out PSVR 2 or, or even if they just sort of pushed some feature that was you know, maybe more graphically, you know, uh, intense on, you know, the, the PS5 with the original PSVR, but some feature that, yeah. you know, makes it worthwhile buying well, this game on the new hardware. Anyway. Remember, on this show, the rumors that we usually talk about become a reality. So uh, and enjoy until, you know, it finally happens. Yeah, there you go. Uh, final bit of news this week is about GTA 5. Many of you might already know there's an excellent mod for this game that allows it to be played in virtual reality and Nathie covered it uh, in a video a while back right um what did yeah you, i did what did you think of the sort of mod back then because it, it was amazing this yeah like it was amazing two three months ago right yeah i think so yeah so basically uh a gta with a controller a gamepad or a mouse and keyboard positional tracking you could just look out of the window shoot stuff like that of course arcadey in the sense no motion controllers per but for what it is it's, it's great. It was working fine. So all the tweaks they made, it only got better from there. Yeah, and that's a really good point. If you want to check out some gameplay, by the way, go and check out Nathie's video because it's really awesome like showcase of all the amazing things you can do from like flying <laughs> a plane riding a motorbike driving cars shooting you know getting involved in shootouts it's you've insane you've got everything in there um great video um but the main issue i think uh the feedback from the community about this mod was particularly around cutscenes because they were really uncomfortable to watch right uh because i think uh the because obviously the cutscenes designed to be watched on a normal monitor, when you watch mm. MVR, you had this kind of zoomed in close up camera effect that would cause like uncomfortable feeling motion sickness. Uh, so a lot of people were just skipping through that, which made it mm. kind of difficult to play through normally as you would naturally, right? Yeah. Um, well, the guy behind the mod, uh, a Reddit user by the name of Luke Ross Double Zero, uh, he's been working really hard behind the scenes to improve the experience with even more uh, support and added functionality. And he's just released version four of this mod. And this mod, one of the uh, updates, it greatly improves the cutscenes situation, along with yes. uh, making it easier to aim down the sights, entering cars, and other scripted animations, making them more comfortable. Uh, for the VR user and, and smoother as well. Um, also, one of the original things was that when the mod released, it was only originally working on the Rift platform, like Rift or Rift S. Yes. Uh, yeah. But now it also works with any Steam VR headset, so you can also use this mod with the Vive, Index, Pimax, or Windows MR as well, which is mm. which is really neat. Um, like Nathie said, you know, nothing's changed in terms of like motion controller support, unfortunately, which I know a lot of people really wanted, but he said that it just wasn't possible unless Rockstar really like fundamentally yeah, changed the game. I mean, but there I, have been there, mods who do that though. Yeah, there was a mod, but the thing is, it's as Mike said, there are cutscenes and everything. It's super complicated mm -hmm. to make that work really nicely. Yeah. I, I tried this, uh, I actually tried this mod today, so the, the new version. Uh, and honestly, I had a a less than ideal experience to say to say the least um like like first off the first problem i ran into was with installing it although it is a, a one like a one file kind of dragon that you need to do that's all you need to do but then you also need to do like um a settings a config which is in there as well 
but that only kind of works, I think, if you have it in the same working directory as it's normally, yes. Otherwise, you still need to do the manual trend, uh, transition to like the uh, uh, the file transfer. Um, but then when I when I booted up the game and I I, I thought I could select the high settings uh, since I have a GTX 2080 Ti and an, albeit uh, an older i7 processor, but uh, the performance for me was uh, was unplayable. Like I I couldn't play the game. Uh, it was a frame rate of maybe 10 to 15 frames per second. And every time I turned my hat, I had like big black borders that would like jump in. So oh. that wouldn't work for me. Um, that when I set it uh, to medium settings, I, I had a fairly smooth experience. I wouldn't say, I think I would maybe just hit like 60 frames per second, uh, roughly around that mark at the medium settings. Mm-hmm. Um, the only annoying thing is that you, like, cause I was trying to optimize it and I got it running fairly smoothly that it was playable, albeit like very arcadey, like Nate said as well. Um, I, I still wanted to try and tweak the in-game settings in order to get a better experience. And even though my graphics card was only at maybe 10 to 20% of being used, I couldn't like push it much higher. I don't know why, maybe it's my processor that is being maxed out. There must be a bottleneck some, somewhere, but I can't see it in the game kind of settings because uh, you only get like the graphics card kind of output, how much that mm-hmm. is being taxed. So there's I a, don't know. There's Go a question ahead. in chat uh, for both of you guys. So is this mod then is it fixed off if you take a side step do you, does your character move to the left like no no what what okay. happens is that your hat will indeed move to the left but the body will stay there so yeah, if you usual. if you move out you will see your yeah. body yeah the body doesn't the move side. with your uh, it's detached yeah, the hot, the body doesn't doesn't move the hat does move so i mean in that way it's fixed off but it's far from ideal from what you would actually want to experience um the- what I did oh. here that worked really well, um, I was speaking to Tyrael Wood, who tried this just in the last couple of days, uh, was the driving mods. You can actually mod so that you've actually got full wheel and pedal support in the cars. And I was, yeah. again, as a driver, I'm very interested in that. And I've held off of GTA because, and I almost applied to Rockstar here because they're in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. um, because they're like, they've worked on VR and GTA 5 was coming and rolling out around the same time. And it was like, surely someone in that company is going to be tinkering with this. I'm going to hold off. And I'm still holding off. But um, I'll wait but for I this think to get the driving is, is very much like the gameplay experience. It's very arcadey in a way. Like, it's not yeah. like a realistic kind of feeling that you get from driving those kind of cars. Um, but, but, but it's fun. The I game mean, has a lot of mod support. So I'm sure some people actually yeah. injected some, some, mm-hmm. some real physics but, to it. But like the like the developer of this mod says as well, like uh, if you start mixing mods with this mod, that's uh, true. Be prepared that stuff will break because mm-hmm. that will likely happen. So yeah, yes, yeah. and and also sense. don't go online with this one. No, that's a really good. Oh point. yeah, because you get banned, right? Get yeah, banned. you could get banned. Yeah, that's... or some. I don't think it's even gonna boot up in the first place. But just yeah. don't try. But don't. but you know, although it doesn't have full motion controller support, like we mentioned, you can use a steering wheel or I, a gamepad. It's amazing. And it's really, it really is. And I think the big benefit. I, I personally, I I wouldn't play it though. Like without, like, but I, I've said it before. Like I've said it about Subnautica. I've said it about other games. If it, if it doesn't have those motion controllers for me, it's not worth to really invest so much right. time. I, I would still prefer to play it than on a just a regular. I'm going to play it though. I'm going to play it in VR. I'm going to try and do something with it. But it's not for me in the way that it's like I'm. I'm immediately as I jumped in, I was like, oh, I miss like reloading a gun. I miss picking something up. Mm-hmm. I miss throwing something. I, I miss bashing someone in the face. But that that all being taken away is a little bit too much for me to really still like enjoy the virtual reality experience. But I think this is this is hard though. Like this is this is the same right. thing I run into with sim racing, where people 
uh, they'll they'll get used to you know the, the fast refresh rate of a display, and they'll say VR is still not there yet. Like I don't have the panel density, I don't have the refresh rate, and I can't take I can't let those things go away. And I've found for the last at least year and a half that's been that's been rowdy. The, the conversation that Rowdy and I typically have is like doesn't have the right motion controls. I'm like, fuck that! I don't care. I'm in the game. I'm in VR. That's all I care about. I can move my head around. I'm good. Um, but just Trevor Jones and has mentioned the mod that you need if you want to drive with it. And this is the same one that uh, Tyrrell mentioned to me. Thank you, Trevor. It's manual <laughs> transmission mod. Oh, that yeah. yeah. And Best I, I would just say that the, the reason why I'm eager to try this and now particularly to try it and it doesn't bother me so much about the motion controls, is that Rockstar yeah. made an incredibly detailed, rich yeah. world with Los Santos in GTA V, and it's unparalleled. Like, you can't experience that in a VR game right now because the budgets aren't as high. So it will just be interesting for me to to sit in that world, look at all the NPCs walking around, look at the planes yeah. going across, the dynamic yeah. you know, weather effects true. and and daytime night cycles and I, I think this I think this VR mod is even more enjoyable if you've actually played GTA Five yeah. because you know you have certain landmarks that you recognize and things that you like you've been before and yeah. you know kind of where to go and you understand the game a bit better. And that makes it, it is really cool, though, to put on a headset and be into, you know, Los Santos. That That is really cool. And, I'm not going to deny and, but, that. I just think that, like, Mike was describing there his stepping in, watching the pedestrians and all that. And I just imagine him going, this is exactly what Horizon's going to be like in, like, 10 years. No, no, <laughs> Mike was like, okay, where's the strippers bar here? Exactly. Horizon in 10 years. No, but uh, if you want to have a wonderful time next to exploring the open world of Los Santos, you can also, you know, look up a... F- a video or, or a, a website where they have like the top 10 missions of GTA. That's what I did. I played the first like best four. It's just great, you know, being able to chase down a train, for example, and and, and, and re-experiencing that in VR. I think it's it's awesome. It is. Are, sorry, are those are those like jump links? Are you jumping to that mission? Or is it yeah, just yeah. telling so you what you... missions to do that are best in VR? Exactly, that last. But not in VR oh, okay. in particular, just Pancake. But um, yeah, can... if you finish the whole game, you can just go back to all the missions oh, there we and play. Go. Yeah. Oh, there's a, so there's like a selector at the end, like yeah, chapter. Yeah, 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 yeah you can just yeah. Uh, play everything again. Yeah, of um, the eighty hours, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I completed the game previously, so that's why I'm kind of look, looking yeah, forward to going back. Well. Uh, I, I like I I, I spent so much time in the online world. I think I have like fifteen hundred hours on Steam playing wow. this game. It's it's amazing spending so much time with my friends. So I would love to see also this mod coming to yeah. the online version. Doing a high together would be amazing. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, totally. Like, like I've 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 never played it or GTA Five online. Um, how does it compare to GTA Four, GTA Three? It's it's next level. It's, it's I, I had to dude I had to even wait for two years because it first came out on PlayStation right and mm. Xbox I think, mm. and then it finally came to PC. Mm. So I was like waiting for that and. Since this week I started playing Red Dead Redemption Two, holy shit, that's an epic game too. That's like See, that's a, that's another one that I'm waiting for. Yeah, it's like I you there's know when so much like, going on. There's like so much going on. But As I Mike said, wait. it's like I can wait. It's fine. I love open. Yeah. Uh, let's I, not talk, I will wait let's until not I have the time in my life. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. sorry. We're, next we're, time we're never going to talk to Nathie about China ever. But if you're interested to check out GTA Five in VR, we've added a link in the description below. And like Rowdy said, installation is fairly simple, but you you just be prepared to tweak a few things to get it running right. And I linked it in chat a little bit earlier so people can grab it. Yeah. So props again to the creator, Reddit user Luke Ross Double So that is the news this week. Let's hand it now to Zim for the releases to look forward to. 
I have no idea what's coming out next week. So uh. <laughs> this is less of a look forward to week, Mike. Oh, okay. Less of a look forward okay. to week. More of a holy shit. Are these really games? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go okay. for it. <laughs> First one, um, and this one takes itself actually more seriously than the name suggests. The name is Drying Paint Simulator <laughs> VR. Oh, okay. God. Wait, um, is this a is this a game where you watch paint dry, much wow. like you like? Watch grass grow? To an extent. To an extent. Um, so, after a long and cold journey, <laughs> the artist has finally arrived at his deserted cabin in the woods. The perfect peaceful place to create his final masterpiece. <laughs> okay. The, the artist's magnum opus, right? Uh, drawing Pain Simulator VR is the narrated, exhilarating story of an <laughs> exhilarating artist. Exhilarating story. You... Paint, enjoying creating their last painting. And it's the ominous element of this, the mystery that it basically, if it, for those watching the video, it's a bit like having a VR version of MS Paint uh, mixed with, well, whatever that graffiti <laughs> game was. Where you're wait, sat wait, in the wait, cabin. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it, the video, it starts with the guy cooking something in a pan, yeah. like, like, I don't know, like a pizza or a stew yeah. or something. And then he throws it out or, or he throws it at the painting. Or is that like part of the artwork or... <laughs> So you, you, you actually, the, the weirdest thing is this is like Lonely Cabin Simulator plus VR Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and they even mention, the uh, they say, no. take shelter from the raging uh, snowstorm right outside in this cozy candlelit cabin. Lots of interactivity in the cabin for you to enjoy. Um, but note that some weird locals seem to appear at night. So <laughs> what? And people, it's so funny because like they posted this trailer and people are like, hang on a second. I like painting games. But I don't want jump scares. Are they going to kill me? Like, what's yeah. ha- what is this That's, game? That makes it very interesting suddenly. I don't know why. I'm really interested in this game because initially I was like, okay, this is going to be a throwaway yeah. title. Like what Rowdy said, there was a grass simulator, you know, in, in, in 2D you could play. I thought this was going to be a throwaway. And now I'm actually intrigued. Uh, <laughs> because so, of the night part, you mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it's not expensive. It is. So this is launched on Steam. PC VR headsets can play it. Uh, it's only £2.89. It's about three three $3.50 in dollars. Um, it's by right. Fade, launched on the 24th of January, so this launched a week ago, um, but I thought that had to feature, well, we had well, to talk yeah. about. You, you know where you can watch the live stream of this one, so you don't have to spend the money or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, bastard. Right, next one. Um, uh, for our PSVR friends, uh, because things have seemingly slowed down quite a bit on PlayStation over the last couple of months, not too much landing there at the moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more exciting than it was. Was it like just a keys or something? Yeah, it's because exactly. it's because we're getting a new headset. That's why things are slowing down. That's that's it's my just, prediction. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not this mm-hmm. year. Uh, let's see, let's see. Anyway, this is uh, Viking Days. So. Viking Days, which is another cheap, uh, cheap piece of uh, software, launched on PSVR. It's exclusive there. Five pounds, almost six dollars, um, from VR Monkey on the twenty eighth of January. This is, but uh, it puts the reality into the Vikings' life. So you are challenged through a series of ten escalating mini games, which include drinking mead, forging swords, throwing axes at targets, uh, hunting for dragons, etc. The list goes on. So it is, it is to put you in the shoes of a real Viking's life. And um, if you ever thought, hey, I don't have enough Viking in my life, this is, uh, this is for you. It, so it, it's I a short like kind of mini-game title. It looks yeah, like, I saw of it. It's, it's great. It looks like Asgard's Wrath was made with Roblox. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is a brilliant example. Because like, I was going to say, this actually, if you didn't have enough of that um, Asgard's Wrath mechanic, where you go from being a human form into, uh, you know, into a God. godly form, this is kind of it. And actually, you've, you've actually just linked me into uh, our next title. Wow. Without I actually played this one, but let's not go into it. Mind meld. <laughs> you, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one. Um, <laughs> this sounds like a horrible blockbuster film. This is Shark, Shark Furno. Furno. So Shark Furno, which all the all the headsets get something this week. This is on Oculus Rift for one pound forty nine. Shark Furno. You can switch between a flying drone and a human uh, to take and, and survive. Uh, there, there is an island with, with villagers, needy villagers, being attacked by flying sharks. You must take a very serious role as a flying drone who, who has a flamethrower on board to take down the sharks and save the people. Once you've, once you've saved all the sharks, you get the serenity of the island you can fly around. This one's been in the works for more than a year. Launched, well, launched on the 30th of January. By Clockworks Games. Is there an uh, explanation that. why the sharks go from the water and swim through the air on the land? <laughs> there is no explanation. Wow. Um, there, was, there was literally like a two-line explanation to this. And the funniest part that I find, and this is weird, um, is that the developer uh, who was taking comments, very nasty Reddit comments, by the way, on this one, um, having seen the visuals, they are pretty rough. Um, but aside from the premise being totally unfounded, they produced this trailer a year ago and then use that as their launch trailer again. So the game must have done some progress, I imagine, in that well, time. Well, the baseline is pretty, pretty good, said. I would say. <laughs> wow. I it do like the storyline. It's, it's great. Uh, this one. I mean, Sharknado. But I just, I just feel terrible. Shark, Shark Furno, sorry. I feel Shark terrible Sharknado. for someone tuning in. Like, say if this is like, you know, someone's got a VR headset, that they like want an informative VR podcast, they tune into the show, they're like, yeah, having a great time. Look at this! These are the releases that were for them. You, you buy it- an Oculus Rift S in the store because you have been seeing these Defy Reality, Defy Distance commercials, and then in the end you end up with this stuff. <laughs> and you buy it because it's on the store, sure, apparently. <laughs> but... I don't know, like Jason Rubin left. Maybe yeah. this is a result of that. They I got greenlit. They got greenlit. This they is the green- thing. They got greenlit for the store. It's like scary. It's like, they greenlit this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, so Drying Pain Simulator, wh- Viking Days, and Shark Furno can all be had for less than a 10. It's not been one of our finest weeks, before, <laughs> I have to say. Well, but, but. Oh, there's an. We're not finished oh, okay. yet. Okay, so. The patches in other news. This was not the bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) This was not the bottom of the barrel. We have more. More to come. All right. Few highlights, right? First off, I'm going to mention a big thing that I've been playing actually on on Quest. Got the patch update that Mike mentioned a little bit earlier. Someone in chat has been playing. Uh, Arizona Sunshine, a a cooperative zombie shooter. Uh, Just got a free content update. So you can play in that dark, dingy mine um, in a kind of, again, a Left 4 Dead type style. Uh, they got a content update in horde mode, so four player, four players can take on uh, this lovely bit of the game. It's actually the darkest and some I would I would suggest the scariest bit of the base game. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know. This is not as week. good as the shark one, one. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard hard to push past that. I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. We got a couple of others. PlayStation owners uh, who are PS PlayStation Plus uh, members can get their hands on a copy of Firewall Zero Hour, my personal mm. favorite VR FPS, this month. 
uh, starting from March 4th through, sorry, February 4th through to the 2nd of March, you get the option yeah. to grab a free That's copy great. of Firewall, which is amazing. And it does work with the DualShock. So you don't have to have um, the aim controller, although I would say go out and get one. If uh, on the stores, like in game and Amazon, it's still selling bundled yeah. with Firewall for about 80 pounds. So it's not cheap. And I hear supply is kind of short if you're trying to get a name controller. So uh, if you are interested, I would suggest get one now before everybody gets a taster of Firewall and goes out and empties the shops like happened when Firewall landed. Um, there's another great game that I would recommend if you're into first-person shooters and looking for something for your aim controller, which is Farpoint. Fantastic, about eight-hour-long mm-hmm. story. Great online multiplayer well, if you, as well. If you do Still run out players. of, like, uh, so. let's say, uh, an aim controller, you can also play Bioshock for free. The collection. It's Pancake, I know, but, you know, as, as someone unbiased, yeah. I would say it's or- also fun <laughs> to play. <laughs> so that's one of the five free games that's coming. I saw The Sims 4 and a few other games. Obviously, it's one of those things where once you're subscribed to it, they feed yeah. you more games than you can probably play in a month anyway. A um, couple more little bits of quick uh, game release news. And then we're done. So firstly, I'm puzzled why we didn't get Ghost Giant on Quest in December or January. Still no signs of it. No updates from the development team. You guys heard anything? Good point. Good point. I, I com- completely forgot about it, actually. And it's a shame because hey, I, I played that game on PC. Sounds like Oculus is like holding it off. That's what I think. I think it's, I think it's a quality-gated uh, thing. Or, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's one to keep an eye out for because I have a feeling it's going to drop like mm. with little for notice and maybe this month um final thing uh so beat saber has a few new songs that have dropped um there are they've reorganized it in the menu so there's a there's an artist called camellia um and there's some new songs and they're feckin' hard uh try them if you're if you're into like hard beat saber songs free update go check your beat saber um and the final thing i'll say which in support of Autica, which i got a chance to play this week um along with my wife competitively I was really surprised that Audic had landed with like 32 songs. Uh, if you think back to Beat Saber and most other beat games, they usually land with like 10 songs. Uh, that library of songs dropping with the Quest version of Audica, I think is incredibly fair, represents great value. Um, and I did play it with my, my sub pack and someone earlier was asking me to call out what that feels like. It's, it's a great combination with a sub pack mm-hmm. if you've got one. Uh, that's no surprise, but um, I think they did a very good job with Autica on Quest. Yeah, just quickly, oh. I just wanted to uh, chime in about haptics and the sub-pack, because I covered uh, the B oh, haptics yeah. again this week, uh, particularly with Quest, uh, because Thrill of the Fight and Sorrento had uh, native B haptic support, which was a really great experience, by the way, but I, I mentioned nice. the kind of comparison with sub-pack in my kind of video, and I sort of said that sub-pack gives you like uh, a big... Uh, bassy feeling on your back which kind of vibrates throughout your whole body it's like standing next to a speaker in a concert that's the kind of feeling it gives you um, yeah. which is perfect for music rhythm games like like Pistol Whip, Audica uh, Beat Saber of course um, whereas the B-Haptics is, is a different sensation it's more of a vibration sensation but it's more precise and can offer you one-to-one mm-hmm. feedback based on where you're hit or where you're punched for example yeah. Or touched yeah, slightly true. by Asian girl. <laughs> yeah. That as well. Wasn't that it your well. first experience <laughs> with Voodoo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine was that too. Um, well, the B-Haptics? haptics at your well, place? She... Yeah. If you if you want to laugh, like check out Voodoo D's uh, channel where we both visited Nathy in the Netherlands and got to try the B-Haptics vest for the first time with an Asian girl <laughs> touching us. It was very, very hilarious. <laughs> 
She did a lot more than just dutching. Yeah, but let's not go into that. Otherwise, we'll get demonetized yeah, well, on the channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this week. As I said, I loved it. Week of Vikings, uh, shark furnos, and paint drying. Lovely. Lovely week. Um, so now I guess yeah. it's time to pass over to Nathy. Tell us more about your uh, yeah, adventure sure. in China. Um, how do, so what do, what do you want to start off so, with? Like another uh, highlight? Or? So last week I was already kind of hinting towards this uh, this this Beat Saber machine, this, this multiplayer Beat Saber machine. Uh, yes. Now, uh, for a while now, uh, Beat Games is selling uh, arcade cabinets. It's, it's very similar to the one from Dance Dance Revolution back in the days, but instead you can play Beat Saber on it. And these have been spotted in, in different places from... You know, for example, Two Bit Circus in uh, in LA, uh, VR arcade, but also in in in, in Chinese uh, uh, shopping malls where they just put one there and people can play on it. So these these uh, arcade machines are nothing new, I would say. Although they are hard to spot. Let's say, for example, in the Netherlands, they have I think two, but I've never really seen one uh, just you know out of nowhere. You really gotta search for them. Um, I immediately have a question though about it. Um, they sync it up like really nicely as you see in your video. Is that something that is done yeah, so, internally, or is that something that you need to do yourself and like? Yeah. Set so up so a so so before I get into start. that, uh, the the Beat Saber machine that I just uh, mentioned is the official one, and it's for uh, one person only. So you can only play it on it like you know single single oh, player okay. because as you may know, Beat Saber on itself is not a multiplayer game. It's not a local multiplayer. It's not online, nothing. It's just you, you play the game. That's it. Like Zim, you know, he plays it side by side, but in the end, it's them pushing a button at the same time. Um, this... Mm -hmm. But still, that makes it so much more fun to do it. Uh, because I remember when I was at, the, at, at Lonely Viper's wedding, uh, we all brought like our quests and we lined up like with four or, four or five people. And we all like, you know, started together. We made a video of that. And it looked yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool to have everyone yeah. do like the same kind of thing yeah, and, like yeah. and like synchronize. Yeah, so the official so, one so is nice. for one person uh, per play. Um, and the one you see here on, on the video is one that has two platforms and people can play together. And um, the way this works is that there are two computers inside and they communicate with each other over a server so you can play it online. And it shares also the score hmm. to the other player. So if Zim has the high score, I can see it okay. and the other way around. So you can also compete while you uh, you play. So this machine, it gets sold somewhere. I, 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 can't, like, I can't give you details on where, but they are not that expensive compared to the official one. And that's why <laughs> for some arcades, this is an easier option to get. Um, it's also not called Beat Saber. Uh, there is like, I don't know what it's called, like dance something, but it doesn't have the Beat Saber logo on there. That's all stripped away. But if yeah. you compare it to the but official one, it's very, it, very similar. Uh, that, that, is, that, that is uh, indeed uh, <laughs> illegal. Um, although uh, they're not really chasing anyone down with those machines. Uh, it's the same with arcades. And this is what almost, almost every arcade does is they have a license to uh, get people playing Beat Saber, right? Um, but there are uh, some arcades out there who are not paying this license, so they just buy the game once and then let people play it. Well, just like Spotify, if you listen to an artist, you pay per time you well, pretty much listen to it. And that's what we call a subscription, right? So arcades can also buy a subscription. Um, in this case, this Beat Saber game is completely modified. Um, you could play songs on it that were not 
the uh, official ones. These were just like like we did with you know mm. uh, side quests where you could just pick all the different songs and you could just play whatever you wanted. So you could go from Martin Garrix and Panic at the Disco before it became an official thing. Uh, what well, what they what they likely did is just no no no, no it's like a mod. Right? This has been so this this multiplayer thing has been made by the community. You know you can download mods where you have like custom sorts, uh, custom avatars. Another one is where you can oh. have multiplayer and you can play with others. Apparently, that was already around for a while. I never knew. That's what people think, in, but yeah. that's that's what people in chat were asking. They were saying, "Is, it is should, this a multiplayer it's mod?" It's somewhere. That's I don't know PC. where, but it's it's out there. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and the other question was, which I think is a no: Are you able to see the other player in no. Beat Saber no. with you? Um, and. Something that was also not shown anymore is that on the screen you could see two people playing at the same time. But because of, of course, copyright stuff, they couldn't do that anymore. Because um, there is a company who sells uh, arcade machines for beat games in China. It's not beat games themselves who do it. It's it's like someone else. It's like a total separate company that kind of licensed off like the Beat Saber brand. Um but I, I do think that if the let's say this company is smart who makes the official ones that they also do this because Beat Saber with someone else is super social, really fun, yeah. especially in China. It's something people want to do, um, and it 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 you know um, you know pops pops in the eye. You know it's very cool to to watch. I think seeing one person play is kind of interesting, but having two people like Dance Dance Revolution where people are battling each other, that's amazing. So I think even that it's maybe not official. Yeah, this person who made it came up with a genius idea. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's a great True. way to sell VR. You know, just like I was saying about Zim streams. You know, when you watch uh, and the movements are kind of synchronized, it's yeah. almost hypnotic to watch. You know, it's just it's just great. It's like watching like a a really great yeah. choreographed dance routine. You know, like Thriller, yeah. for example, the Thriller video. So uh, it's got that real sort of appeal to it. Uh, I just think it's amazing. And it, it, I guess it's probably not too surprising that they would do this in China. Uh, but it's interesting how they, they got the official game, then well, it's modded not it that, to do it. Yeah, but it's not that hard, you know. You, you, you have Steam VR, you download yeah. the game, and that's how I met so many arcade owners not paying a license. And I told them every time, shame on you, because in the end, you know, these, these developers, they work really hard on their game, and they should get paid for it every time someone plays yeah. on it. And that's still a problem that mm. I hope will be solved in the future. We have Springboard, you know, this is like a subscription service that arcades can use. But in China, Springboard is not present, so they don't even have the option to do it. So this owner and also other owners said, like, we really mm. want to pay. We really want to do it the legit way. But right now... There is no one offering this service. And that's what you constantly see. The bridge between the Western market and the Asian market is is very, you know, vague. And, and not a lot of people spend time on that. So just saying, you know, it's not like they want to copyright everything and whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah. But it's also, yeah, it's of also course, because of, of politics, course. of course. Um, it's not that easy for a Western company to no. get uh, no, but just to like kind of because some China. people have the idea, oh, Chinese people they just copy and they don't care. That's not true. That's not true. They they are they don't, they they, no, they no. don't have the if means could, to do they it legitimately. Yeah, yeah. I, I do wonder if there's like a like a, a world record synchronized Beat Saber coming up, or something mm, like you know, like a hundred people on Oculus Quest, like all doing the same. It's thing. interesting you mentioned that because this is an idea so that awesome. me and Nathy actually talked about before yeah. the last Oculus Connect, right? 
Uh, we actually reached out to Oculus to try and organise an official and break mm-hmm. a, an official world record, but they weren't that interested in yeah. being a part of it, unfortunately, which was a real shame, which is ironic now because they ended up buying them, uh, which would have yeah, been great true. marketing for them. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's kind yeah. of interesting that you mentioned that. Um, but I think multiplayer in Beat Saber will be a feature that we get soon-ish, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um it's the next logical evolution of Beat Saber, right? It's something that the community yeah. has always been asking for. Being able to see a friend in virtual reality whilst you're yes. playing competitively together or cooperatively, like yeah. taking segments of that's the track what, each. That's what Half Plus it, Half uh, did. Yeah, of you know, course Half Plus Half happen. has the, like this Beat Saber yeah. kind of esque uh, mini game, and that's where you can see someone else, you know, yeah. in front of you doing the the moves. So it. No, I I agree. So yeah. so this is an example of. You know, something that needs to happen, uh, even if it's, you know, uh, official. Um, so, yeah, that, like I never saw a machine like that before. And I did some comparisons with the one that I played on last year. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how, how how much the same it is. It's just that there are more, there's more space, more platforms. They're using a Vive Pro instead of, uh, I think the headset you get with the official one is a Windows MR one. I don't know which one. Um, but the one they are using is the is the Vive Pro. Um, does the trick, of course, because I mean, base stations versus inside out with, you know, MR um, is is still you know superior in that uh, in that case. So yeah, that's the Beat Saber machine. Um, it's one of the first uh, things I got to see uh, when I came to uh, China. Um, the other thing, yeah, do you still? I'm just gonna ask, uh, how how how, uh, how many of them? Did you run across like how how difficult was it to track down a beats, the legit Beat Saber machines or is there like a website you go to and it says um, we're in these malls? Well, like, the, how, the, how do you the find thing it? is I, I can't really highlight how you get them, but there there is definitely a, a way. You know, you ask around and before you know it, you can buy a few. Um, it's just that um, like most of the time I see official ones. This was the first time I saw one that wasn't. Now this this uh, person who owned the arcade, he, he was watching my videos. He knew I was coming to China. I said like, "Hey, I have an arcade," and I was like, "Well, you know, arcades like I've seen a lot already." So I just said like, "Okay, just show me like send me a couple of pictures of the machines you have," and then like the, one of the pictures was like Beat Saber, and then I saw like two persons playing on. I was like, "Is this multiplayer?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's online. This and that, blah blah blah." I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." So I then I came to his arcade to just. Uh, check that out and it was a very small arcade you know people uh, since the the vr star park video i made people think about uh, arcades as like these big things but they can be very small like uh just just one vr uh, beat saber machine can be enough to call it an arcade in a way uh this one had like you know the beat saber machine and they also had a four-player zombie uh, experience that they made in-house they made it themselves so yeah. it's really cool to see that um that these arcades are everywhere, especially in shopping malls. Every shopping mall I went to, there was a VR arcade. Every every arcade, yeah. So, oh, okay. So yeah, that's the Beat Saber uh, multiplayer cabinet machine, whatever you call it. <laughs> Seems legit, right? Um, and next uh, thing I wanted to highlight is uh, uh, Dexmo. Uh, Dexter Robotics is working on uh, force feedback gloves for quite a while now. Um, they have been around for ages since since i think the oculus rift dk1 they have been experimenting with uh, haptics and um they are based in shenzhen again it's like a tech capital capital of china and um 
I saw their stuff on Twitter. I was like, hey, can I, you know, come over, check it out? They they were familiar with the stuff I made. That's usually a lot easier to then, you know, uh, get your way in. But um, yeah, it was super chill. You know, I got to try uh, their uh, haptic uh, VR glove called Dexmo. Um, and the Dexmo is pretty much a, let's say, exoskeleton a claw that goes over your hands and with that you can feel almost everything you can well feel the the haptics of an of an object moving but you can also grab it and feel its shape so it's not just hey i feel the vibrations no i can also grab it and feel the shape so the the fingers they align with the object itself they adapt to what's going on next to that you can also feel the surface of things so if you have wood or stone you can feel that it's more rocky or less so it's it's an all-in-one uh, package and most of the gloves i tried before like manas and also a few others they are very good at one thing well with this they're trying to not be good at one thing but they're trying to do yeah they they're going for, for the bigger picture mm-hmm. and I, i'm sure that most who see like this video now they're like why does this glove looks so big why does it have a you know a claw shape well the thing is the ones that you saw in ready player one it's not a reality yet it's it's pure cgi of course manas is trying it and some others but then you just go for one factor and that is like you know the grabbing motion and then maybe feeling it feeling what's going on in your fingertips but this one is doing everything everything yeah because they use that kind of exoskeleton to restrict the fingers movement right and that's how they give you the the feeling of, uh, of of simulating the shape of an object. And this is exactly like, and Zim's mentioned it before, where he's worried about wearing a glove like this that is going to give him like a saw type experience and rip his fingers off. But I think, you know, something like this, uh, I haven't tried anything like this before, and I'm very keen to try it out to see if this would translate well for like a game like Half-Life Alex, although it probably unlikely ever gets support, but that feeling of, can you replicate the feeling of a pistol grip with something like this mm-hmm. realistically, yeah. you know? I find it even more interesting that there's like, you saw in the video with like the water drops, when it's the awesome. water drops are falling, like yeah. it, it moves your finger. So yeah. it actually simulates like the, I mean, I don't think a water drop would move your finger, but you get the idea, like what they're, what they're trying to insinuate is like that they can actually get that feedback into your finger yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. You could feel it beating hard and your fingers would pulse with, you know, the motion. Um, You could play piano. um, And uh, I should also highlight that this is mainly for enterprises. Uh, Although, uh, if you watch the video that I published on my channel, uh, we're talking about it coming to the gaming scene too. They want to, but the market right now is, of course, not uh, suitable for that. Um, But yeah, it's possible. And, and, And... it's funny that you mentioned Half-Life, Alex. Um, there was this one prototype that he worked on that looks exactly like the the glove she's wearing. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like taped together yeah. in a bit, sort of yeah. like hacked together sort of look. It's funny, when, when you mentioned holding the beating heart, I just had this vision in my mind of playing like a Mortal Kombat in VR and being like Scorpion <laughs> and doing like a finish him, yeah. reaching into like Sub-Zero's chest and <laughs> ripping out his heart and feeling it beating in my hand. That'd be amazing. You're a well, sick it could also, individual. It could, it could also work with balls, <laughs> you know, where you can feel the beating heart of... Uh, so. Yeah. 
Right before you. S- well, <laughs> wow, wow. Someone's been playing too Damn. much Asgard. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and in terms of like um, tracking, like how do they track the gloves? Do they use like Vive? Yeah, uh, so they um, or something? on the on the back of 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 the the Dexmo gloves, you can screw a uh, Vive puck or a controller. You can also right. fit a mixed reality controller around your wrist and and and, and track it that way. Or a, a, a move controller works too. PlayStation VR is supported as well. Uh, a Quest controller, uh, index controllers that you don't really need to use because you have the Vive puck, of course. So yeah, it's getting mm. tracked that way. Um, and the reason why is because right now there isn't much else in terms of how you can track gloves that are, let's say, easy and also global where you can use all of the headsets. Um, he did mention, the CEO of the company, he did mention that uh, inside-out tracking is, of course, becoming more of the standard. So it could be that um, soon there will be a way to just use inside-out tracking and do it that way. Uh, but for now... Mm-hmm. I, I do I do think that like the, the major thing that will probably hold it back in the gaming scene is just the, the size of it. It kind of looks just a, little, a little bit like, you know, like Freddy Krueger or like Edward Scissorhands a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, like this like big clunky device on your hands, which would not be ideal if yeah. you want to like reload a gun or you need to do something with your both hands together. So I do think like reducing well, the, the that's, overall that's something size we have also something been, that been talking about. Why some... is it so big? Uh, this is the smallest yeah. they can go right now. Of course, mm-hmm. they will improve and improve. If you look at the first one, it was already way bigger. Um, it's just that this is the best way to yeah. go right now. And since uh, the glove form is not really a thing yet and is not possible at the moment, this is the best you can do, as I said, to uh, simulate everything, you know, because most gloves don't do not do all of this. But but I, I do think that, like, the potential of a technology like this is, like, you know, beyond comprehension. Because imagine, like, like from, a, like, a teaching perspective, like, you want to learn how to play the piano and actually sit in the piano and, like, construct something and say, like, okay, like, this is how your fingers needs to be and this is how you press the keys and these are the keys you need to press. Now, you could have that thing, like, just play the piano itself or you're just, you know, learning yeah. it or trying to understand it or, like, how to hold a, hold a golf stick or how to, you know, there's so many things that, yeah. you, that you need to learn yeah. by, by exercise mm. and by doing often. And technologies yeah. like this could help you perfection and, 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 that I got, kind of, like, like funnily yeah. enough, this was the best experience I ever had with gloves, because the, the the difference between let's say um, the ones from Manus is that you're wearing a glove, and then you, you know you're wearing a glove because you feel it, you feel the texture. But with Dexmo, only your fingertips are attached to this exoskeleton, and then also a strap that goes over your 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 palm of your hand. But that's it. So you feel way more free. You feel way more. Like you're using your actual hands because there is not that much machinery attached to your hand, um, and since it looks very big but it's very light, you like instantly start to you know get used to it, and you're like, wow, I'm using my hands. You don't feel the claw over your hands, so that's why this design mm. is like that yeah. because I'll, it's I'll... it's it's going outside of your hands instead of trying to wrap things around your hand. The videography you've done here in this uh, in this set of clips is, is is excellent, really good, and it it's hugely appetizing to see this. I mean, if our audio listeners obviously you can't see the gloves we're talking about, but they have a real sleek, uh, plasticine kind of look to them um, in a way that this is probably the first set of gloves that do, that doesn't 
scare me in terms of its look. They also don't look like no, overly strong. Some of the others have been quite um, <laughs> like they were built in a in a heavy metal factory or something, and you know looked like some of the actuators could could do you damage. They are. These look they quite are, and the delicate, design and they, they remind me personally of like things that came out of like Aperture Science Lab. Uh, mm. um, and 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 yeah. like first that wasn't a thing you know he started off with these very basic uh, steampunk looking lofts and he went from there to a more yeah it looks like more like a finished product that looks more appealing than 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 others i've seen like hept x for example it's it's a bit daunting you know compared yeah. to compared to these so yeah you're right i think design wise even that that's not even a necessary thing yet to have I think he nailed it. Yeah. Like, I have no idea, like, if this will replace controllers in the long term, because I think we, we love having thumbsticks, we love having buttons, but I guess to, to, be, to break free from all that, using something like this would require a whole redesign in UI yeah. and how we navigate UI and, and, and use UI in games. Like, it would have to be much smarter uh, to, to incorporate yeah. these gloves. But I am super excited I, I think uh, the, about trying it one day because I think well, it we saw amazing. that already with the, uh, you know, you remember, like, everybody remembers, like, the Sixth Sense controllers and everyone's mm. like, oh, it's not going to work because, you know, you need this and this and that and games are not optimized for that. But then you see that technology evolving and you see games being developed with that in mind and eventually it just like snowballs into like this yeah. virtual reality. Like, like force feedback gloves are something you don't see that much. You know, most of the gloves we have seen are just haptic gloves with like a little bit of vibration in the fingertips, but that's just kind of a simulated uh, thing. Uh, the coolest part about this, uh, this company, about Dexter Robotics, is that they are... Uh, they got a funding from a company who also makes parts for DJI. So, uh, so parts of of, uh. of that are also getting used in drones, and and wow, yeah. So Not they they have a good Light you know a funding uh, thing going on there, um, and also something yeah. that I should definitely say is that um, the the founder he made this all from scratch. He came up with the idea to make these gloves. He has been working on it for years came up with his own blueprint. It's one of the first of its kind. Um, of course, there is now Tesla suit, who's also gonna try to, you know, break through the market. Um, but it, the question yeah. is when they are going to show something that comes close to this and that also works because they announced it at CES, right? But it's it, they haven't showed one that is working yet. Just like we saw with Vive Cosmos, it's more of a shell than... So I, I would love to try that one as well. Uh, but for now, this is this is what, what, you know, Dexmo is doing, Dexta. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that there's a few people coming to mm -hmm. market with similar products. So it's a clearly a sign oh, yeah. that you know we're we're move we're evolving slowly, of course, you know, and of course yeah. it'll take even longer to drip down to consumer level. But it's a it's always exciting yeah. when you see these business applications coming in because um, it is just a sign yeah, this, of what is to come. This is for like us an OG eventually. company. They were at one of the first Oculus Connects showing what they had in store, you know, and seeing where they came from yeah. and where they are now with this. It's uh, it's it's very uh, yeah. very impressive, and they are at some trade shows. You know, they were at CES, um, and and so keep your eyes open. Maybe you can try it somewhere. But again, this is for enterprise only. Uh, you could you could you know send them an yeah. email, and you could buy them. Um, but again, it's for enterprise only. And just one 
But I'm just curious about this, like in terms of enterprise, what is their target market? Like who are they, what sector are they, are they uh, going so, after? Is this for education? Yeah, yeah, so is it it's, for medicine? I saw obviously the, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, tear the so, beating heart out. So Mike. we're talking about like healthcare <laughs> surgery. Sequence. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, robotics where you, for example, have cars that you need to build. And it's, it's, it's for training, mainly for training where people can learn how to, you know, use that stuff. Um, and, uh, what these gloves can do is they can also uh, uh, simulate an actual robot hand. Like he had a robot hand there. So I was I was using my hand uh, with the Dexmo gloves and then this robot hand was doing the same gesture. So you could not only use it for VR trainings, but also for real ones. And that way you can, you know, educate people before they start, you know, doing the real uh, work uh, without really, you know, destroying work, yeah. anything mm. because... That's usually the problem with doing trainings. And in terms of your like your experience, do you, do you kind of see the future of this being used across the board as for as gamers like for a game like Half Life, for example? Like, could they replicate that feeling of holding a gun, which is probably one of the most important aspects? Like, I would say in terms of gaming right now, is that gun feeling? Do you think it's possible? <sighs> That's hard to say. I, I I think for now, as you said, thumbsticks mm. and and that kind of stuff is like the the way forward. Um, it yeah. could, but right now it's so early. It's so early to say that. But yeah, there are certain yeah. things that I did where you know I was I was feeling the 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 water and I was you know turning the the drain and stuff, and it really felt like I was you know mm. doing it. And if you could have that in a game, amazing for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. For me, doorknobs would be it. Like I I would want to see like you know just just turning a doorknob and. And, and pushing the door and feeling the slight resistance of the door as you push it. That, like in a horror game, if you're walking they have through a horror, horror game, game right? they have a horror experience hands. that you can play. Yeah, it's like they, they have been messing around a little. Amazing. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You can even, you can even uh, fly Amazing. a drone, a DJI drone. You have to put the controller together itself with the little thumbsticks on them and you have to flap them open, stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's they, they have been they have been messing around a little. So they're also, you know, if you, if you look at my video, we're sitting at these stuffed animals. So they are also very playful in, in what they are doing. I haven't seen that many companies that are well serious about what they are doing, but they are also you can just be who you want to be and you can just, you know, have your collection on the table. Like this guy, like his collection, like at the front door, he had like uh, like a go-kart. He had uh, like this this NASA thing. He had like old claws from back in the days. It was like this factory of like imagination, um, and it also felt like that. He was very, um, yeah, he was very passionate about the things he w he was doing. He sounds like a, an eccentric type character, a bit like a weird walker of VR yeah. almost, yeah, sure. you know, that kind of person, like a mad inventor. You yeah, know. no. In mechatronics yeah. and stuff. I just think it's funny because, Mike, you were talking about, um, you know, leaps that we have to go from, like, this point uh, forward. And I still think that, like, the way that Oculus are going with the hand tracking is mm. really important. And I love this concept of having, uh, like what Nathie was describing, the gloveless experience where, yeah. you know, the, the actual interface is minimized in terms of its contact with your skin. That's really a smart design to me because that's... You're going to be more and more immersed. And I'm sure Raddy would kick in here and say, like, you know, these are the controllers that you're used to. That's mm -hmm. obviously where we have to get to. And whatever still, bridge would, is going to... What you would want is as much skin contact as possible, of course, mm -hmm. because the more skin, talk, skin contact you have, the more yeah. different kind of places you can simulate experiences on as well. 
I'd almost like gloves that were just out of contact that become that come into contact. You know, and yeah. you have that option. Not that your hand is covered, that you actually generate the sense of contact through a tiny, yeah. you know, millimeter off the skin movement of that glove. Yeah. That would be really cool to yeah, see. We've got a really great question in the chat, actually, from Dr. Engrish. Um, and he says, with the ability to feel an object, but with no stationary resistance for objects like walls or doors, do these gloves throw off your senses? So I would imagine what he's trying to describe there is that you'd have to extend it even further to have resistance then for your arm and other joints on your body. So although the gloves is like the first step, yeah. imagine this like body scale suit exoskeleton that resists your yeah. arm legs and other sort of movements as well yeah. that would and be really then, next like level the, i the guess the thing is that I, i'm sure someone is going to experiment with that um like when i tried them it's not like the you can you, you feel the farce but it's not like they're so strong that they become dangerous you know it's still you still have more yeah. control I'm, I think they can, I, I think they could have, you know, of course, they have been testing with that to have them stronger in terms of like, but what I tried is like still a little bit of like, you know, because you have to, otherwise you break someone's fingers indeed, or something else happens. But yeah, the fact that it's only attached to your finger tops, tips, and, and, and the, of course, the, um, the, the, the palm of your hand is just super immersive and it feels more like where we want to go and that is just using our actual hands to you know play around with stuff in vr nice nice do you have another experience you want to talk about or do you want to take some questions um, from I, I think like i i can't really come up with something else right now um but um sure sure no, that's <laughs> fine um so, so yeah if you've got any questions for nathy um chuck them in the chat about like his time in china try and avoid any coronavirus <laughs> stuff because uh, we've talked about uh, that uh, yeah, a lot uh, on the show already <laughs> Um, but I'll just do, quickly do a recap while all the people have time to catch up in the chat. But just a reminder, so this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we've not uh, live streaming to Facebook anymore. We're going to be just uploading full episodes to Facebook in the future. So if you if that's your platform of choice, just be aware of that. Um, you can also check uh, check out the show in VR uh, using big screen TV. Uh, someone in the chat, I think it was Science Gaming Teacher, said that it was working well in big screen earlier on in the show. So great to hear that people are enjoying it and it's working well in that format. Uh, so go and check that out. Uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. And also, I just want to give a quick shout-out to GT and Jeffrey Goodman, who uh, donated some Super Chats during the show. So really yes. appreciate and your support. Leave there. a like. Mm-hmm. Leave a like. Oh, and there was a one question that I do remember seeing before anyone else offers any questions, um, is when are you going to take your Christmas tree down? <laughs> because well, the more of these comments uh, get in, the, the longer I'm going to keep it up, because I think it's quite funny, actually. I actually replied to that one and I said, uh, Nate is not going to take it down, he's just going to replace it. <laughs> With a bigger one. Yeah. Dovetailing off of, segueing from the, uh, from the virtual gloves and the decks, um, Trevor says, Blood and Truth, in Blood and Truth, a gangster breaks your fingers. So don't play that game. With the Dex gloves, maybe or, not a good Or even worse, do not play Resident Evil 7 with those gloves. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, some people also in the chat has been, have been asking about the Samsung Odyssey sort of Firefly oh. uh, prototype that's been kind of doing the rounds this week on, on sort of VR media sites and oh. some YouTube channels. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to cover it maybe next week. There isn't much um, to, but I think, you already said to be honest right now. now. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's much in it. Like these paintings were were filed a year ago. Uh, maybe we'll see something coming soon, but I'm not going to hold my breath just yet. I don't know. They just they just discounted the uh, original Odyssey, didn't they? Down, it's it's been on sale and released in uh, the yeah. last fortnight. And actually, if you're looking for a headset that's fantastic, I mean, I won't say anything about the motion controllers because Windows MR motion controllers aren't great. Uh, but if you're looking for a great driving experience, that's a fantastic headset for very inexpensive. Maybe like maybe we could talk about it, but then uh, to make it more interesting, we could also talk about the whole mixed reality debacle that's going on again with the with the name. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's spicy. I think that's maybe what we'll but... do next week. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do as much digging as I possibly can, and hopefully we can cobble something together and we can talk about it on the show. Uh, we're also going to talk about remote robot presence in VR, which is a, an interesting thing that, that Zim brought up, especially after his experience <laughs> with remote controlling a robot across the world on an, on a, as highlight yeah. one episode. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Um, but we'll have a quick uh, look in the chat for maybe a couple more questions, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, but there was a really good one, and I'll try and scroll up because it is a bit, but I did highlight it. Um, there, there was one that I saw as well. Uh, it was uh, Early Rains who said, uh, doesn't the rate of social control and surveillance scare no. you in China? No. Um, no. Okay. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, I think that's what they're asking. Yeah, that is not scary. In my own country, but I just don't <laughs> see it that much. No. Yeah. That's the thing. I think, you know, to, to think that our governments are in no less control is uh, yeah. a misunderstanding. Also, we had uh, Frederick Simmons who asked us, what would you prefer, a uh, Ready Player One full body VR suit or just a Matrix style head jack? Oh, you mean that fucking plug it into the, your <laughs> spinal cord? Jesus, that's, that's a bit, that's going a bit way far. More I, I said yeah, the same thing, yeah. Jack me in. Jack me in, jack me in. Jack until, me in. It, until, it, until it goes wrong. Someone earlier was asking about rhino chairs. I assume that's some kind of sex peripheral, but I... <laughs> no, that's did what you see any rhino chairs while you were there, Nathan? Sit on. That's what they also did the business meeting. Oh, oh, right, right. Oh. 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 <laughs> well, well, that's goodbye to Nathan. <laughs> Um, Let's wrap the show quickly. Just, uh, so. just to cover Frederick Simmons' question, like uh, I think you know, fully jacking in like Matrix style is probably going to be the way that you can do all these things and feel it without having to have like this huge exoskeleton suit and all those kind of extra peripherals. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Nathy's frozen, I think this is a good time to sign off and say goodbye. So yeah. thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> They're saying that he's being censored by <laughs> the government for his views. That's probably true. Um, so, <laughs> it's the coronavirus. So thank- it's got Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week, of course. Have a great week in VR. And until then, take care and bye-bye for now. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll, we'll let you know if Nathie is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Nathie. <laughs>